0: That's a
1: wrap guys, thanks for joining <laughs> We're done
0: for the day
2: <laughs> uh, Happy Monday everybody uh, It's 5 o'clock somewhere I want to First and foremost before we start the show I want to say happy President's Day um, To sorry. all the presidents Except <laughs> We're not, we're not going to politicize <laughs> not the show
1: that. No we're not We're not politicizing the show Okay fine, you can just read my hat Except you know? the <laughs> one <laughs> Uh huh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ani, Ani, you don't Except
0: want
3: to the stand alone. That guy sitting outside over there is going to be your friend. <laughs> oh, he is! Bring him! <laughs> oh my no, God, we didn't know.
1: Not <laughs> you, <laughs> no. Well, not you, no. Definitely, you're, you're not you're not here for politics. Otherwise, we no, would okay. ask you. Helps. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> we were. Well, let me first. Uh, let's uh, happy President's Day. That's yes. number one, and I want to thank uh, Dr. Ani Rostomian for taking time out of her Monday to join us. Thank you, Ani.
3: Thank you guys Thanks for
2: having uh, We were originally supposed to have her in the beginning of the year Because it was like new year, new me You know, yeah. the whole I'm going to change Res- my lifestyle My diet, my this, my that But you know, life happens and How things. many of you are
0: sticking to your New Year's resolution?
3: Uh,
2: Zero. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that
0: I think I lasted about five days we'll What was your <laughs> resolution? I wasn't going to drink this year But I started with you guys again Okay,
1: you haven't drank in twenty years. You're <laughs> I'm okay <starting> drinking. <laughs> you're okay drinking when we have so you know, another year without no drinking.
3: That's
2: uh, good. So uh, Ani is a ph- licensed pharmacist. She's also now this. You're not. It's not a nutritionist, right?
4: No, no, no. Um, you're, you're I also have to come absolutely. A um, there you go. Besides working as a traditional pharmacist, I also consult on pharmacogenomics and nutrigenomics. It's basically the combination of nutrition, but precise nutrition that's based on your genes and it's based on an emerging and very innovative science that's here to stay. I always say genomic medicine, precision medicine is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And uh, 10, 15 years ago, we'd know, we knew nothing about it. We didn't know that we can actually tailor our medications and tailor our nutrition along according to our genes. But the technology is here. And I always tell uh, whoever I work with, I say, you were lucky to live in a day and age that you actually can't afford to order that test for yourself. And let's say 10-15 years ago it was part of research right people were doing it in hospitals for I don't know cancer research or medication clinical trials but now it's available to consumer and um, a lot of times I say uh, I wish we had this 10-15-20 years ago how many lives could have been saved but as you guys all know everything evolves right <laughs> medicine evolves it doesn't it's not static it's dynamic so who knows what we're going to have in 10 years
1: are you referring to the uh test that shows what medications your body metabolizes
4: yes so um i consult on both medications and nutrition so medications apparently 70 percent of population is not responding to the certain medications the same way we all knew that we all knew that um (coughs) due to our age gender you know comorbidities other conditions we gender yes Yes. Yes. I said it. (laughs) So we do not respond to um, medication certain way. Same way. Uh, And luckily, we can check that now. And uh, what I really like to call um, this practice is proactive care, not reactive care. We're not going to go and order the test when the patient is hospitalized for um, I don't know, by bypass surgery, cardiac bypass surgery while when there's no time, right, to react. Yeah, but this a- could be part of proactive care where a physician can order the test and keep it in patient's profile and say, Hey, I know now what I shouldn't prescribe or what I should consult with the pharmacist who, you know, is specialized, what dose should I give to this patient? Less, more, or even avoid the medication. So Uh, It's innovative, it's new, uh, and I have to say that a lot of doctors, I still have to introduce the concept. With everything new, I feel there's a lot of public... um I back. don't want push back disbelief. They kind of like, oh, why do I need the Why do I need to have this? Or a few doctors will say, oh, you know what? I don't, I don't use this in my practice, and I'm so thinking what's the procedure,
0: procedure. Like, what is it? Like uh, a it's, test? Like a blood? It's a work? saliva test. It's saliva a saliva test. test.
4: Very precise saliva test that's available to us. Everyone, I did mine just a month ago. I did my nutrigenomic testing, and I'll tell you know. We'll talk more about that later. So. What we knew decades ago is that we do have some enzymes that work with certain medications to metabolize them. And now we know that, let's say me, uh, I don't metabolize certain, let's say psych- psychiatric medications, which is like the biggest group, one of the biggest group of medications that are really, really tied up to our geno- genomics. And psychiatry is a really um, big field to have pharmacogenomics involved. And a lot of psychiatrists now use it in their practice. First is cancer. Cancer um, therapy is biggest level of evidence. Second is psychiatry, where unfortunately we do see patients where um, trial and error, right? 9, 12, 18 months patients go to their doctor and unfortunately medications don't work and imagine the patient situation where they're already stressed and now the medicine is not working so doctors may make a choice and you know order the test beforehand to avoid all this you know hassle and patient dissatisfaction a lot of doctors say before i even prescribe anything i'm talking about specifically psychiatry i have to order the pharmacogenomic testing Uh, there comes the the pharmacist, the person who's trained and say, hey, doctor, I know you don't have time to deal with this 30-page report. I'll reduce it for you to a one-page summary. So what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of avenues for pharmacists nowadays to um, kind of like uh, work or think outside of the box besides the dispensing what they can do or you know, consulting on medications. They can Actually, become consultant pharmacists, non-traditional pharmacists. That's what I'm trying to but, m- but, help the public. But
1: what's the uh, be, because you you mentioned cancer and you mentioned psych- psychiatry, <coughs> right? Now the 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 way cancer medications are tested, from my understanding, is different. Because what happens is a sample of the tumor is sent to lab, right? Yes, and the lab compares that tumor to thousands of other tum- similar tumors, and based on Evidence of the the markers, cancer markers. They determine which type of chemotherapy therapy or immunotherapy is going to be effective for that type of tumor, based on how your tumor tests out. Exactly,
4: and then the next step is medicines that are uh, recommended for, let's say, that type, that marker, and everything. Yeah but genetically people may lack enzymes that metabolize those medications and in actually in cancer therapy this is a huge also patient advocacy movement that has started that every single patient has to be given the opportunity to have the genetic test done and a lot of cancer centers like St Jude has implemented into their uh, decision-making tools, mm-hmm. and they're pushing Medicare. They're pushing other private insurers to start covering those tests. Uh, there was not too long ago, there was a patient's husband who became a patient advocate. She actually died from the side effect of a cancer medication, very toxic medication, and they didn't test her. So she wasn't able to metabolize it. She passed away from the complication before even getting any you know, treatment or benefit from it. So he said... Um, why wasn't this offered to us? Um, why isn't this the patient's choice to choose whether they want to do the testing or they don't want to do the testing? Why is it that the prescriber or doctor decides for us, you know, whether it, we should do the test? Is it covered by
1: insurance still?
4: Majority of times, if there's a medical necessity, they'll cover it. Mm. But you know insurance is, right? There's going to be every effort put into not deny the coverage, yeah. say it's not medically necessary, or just deny it for, I don't know. The, the co-pay the patient had was $174, and this this husband of hers said, I would have paid. I would have paid $174 to have this test done. It's a very toxic medication. It's called 5-FU, f- 5-fluorouracil. It's a very well-known cancer medication. is
1: for stomach cancer?
4: A lot of variety of solid tumors. So... Uh, Cancer is number one advocacy we're doing right now for pharmacogenomics. Second is psychiatry. And there's a lot of fields that are coming up with medications. Let's say cardiology. A lot of other medications used in cardiology uh, have the implications for this testing. And a lot of times I say, hey, if I wanted to know through this test what I'm able to metabolize or not, and it's not going to hurt me now, but it will help or save my life further why wouldn't i want to do it right a lot of times we spend doctors also order tests that cost thousands of dollars and patients do it Um, i feel uh, as pharmacists we have also obligation to kind of become patients advocates and say hey our patients need it we need to have this covered but you know what i want to say something a lot of patients take this out of insurance's hands and they just go ahead and they, they pay for it it's a one-time I mean once uh, in a lifetime uh, test.
1: I'm familiar with both of those tests from a psychiatry standpoint and and cancer because of the patients I work with and I and I've seen them. I've seen the lineup for example have lorazepam, clonazepam, Seroquel, and you know Zoloft and all these different things and it it's got these colors, right? Green, yes. orange, red. And it determines which one your body metabolizes better. But but I, I'm not certain that it's as simple as if I take the green one, it works.
4: Um, because
1: that hasn't been my experience with my patients. Uh, it's it, it still... And, and, and the unfortunate, again, part could be because a lot of times I'm dealing with a senior population, which means they've already...
4: Over-medicated.
1: Over-medicated. They've tried a bunch of different medications, so the green ones are no longer effective for them. Yes. Um, but what's your experience been?
4: So, a few things. Um, Because we're so specialized, we know so many companies, and we know, okay, this company uses this chip, the other company uses this chip. It's always this way, genotype, phenotype, recommendation. So, once the um, the What's the phenotype? Phenotype is what's your genotype transferred to you to become a phenotype of let's say i have brown eyes i have brown hair Mm -hmm. or i'm metabolizing let's say plavix or you know it's a blood thinner i'm metabolizing plavix faster than others so that's my phenotype due to my genotype i become a phenotype of certain so it's the results yes the results and then after that you get recommendation so there's a lot of it's explosion of those pharmacogenomic tests on the market at the moment because you know what it's novelty right they're going to have to advertise and why not make money Um, so 23andme has one that's direct to consumers so we always say that you you cannot go really just to pay 99 dollars on the internet and order your own and you don't know how to interpret it Um, a lot of times it takes um, uh, expertise and also knowing which company to order from What? technology are they using? Where are they? Were they cleared by, you know, a certain American, there's College of Pathology, CLIA certified labs. So Mm. we really look for higher evidence. And a lot of times, what I really want to emphasize is that there are millions and millions of genetic variations that haven't even been discovered yet. Yeah. This is something that we started, and we don't, it's just the, just the tip of the iceberg of how much we don't know about our bodies. So, right now, scientists are like, kind of like, let's not go there. <laughs> this is too, more, you know, too much of an information. There's
1: not enough money in it. I'm, I'm actually reading a book right now that Tony Robbins just uh, published. I don't know if you've heard of it, Life Force.
4: I'm a uh, huge fan of Tony Robbins. No, you should I'll read it. Re- you in. should
1: read Life Force because uh, he attended the seminar at the Vatican. Not, a, I'm not a big fan of the Vatican, but the Vatican hosted a huge yes. medical conference with modern medicine for everything that, that was specifically geared towards stem cells, which is kind of where we're headed towards as far as, you know, when your child is even born, they take the umbilical cord, right, the yeah, we placenta, that. and they... Uh, flash freeze, yeah, freezing. Yeah, uh, freezing. So, and and this whole book is about how all these years, uh, you know, the placenta is thrown away like it's nothing, yet it's the most important part of your body as far as sustaining your health long term. Yeah. You exactly.
4: Know? Even your baby's teeth. Yeah. Once your kids lose their teeth, don't throw them away.
1: Hold on.
2: What do you, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> really? what do you mean? Why?
4: It's their bio, their stem cells. There's yeah, everyth- I, all information is there. They can save their life. Oh, no. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I mean, no tooth. So f- why did I do the whole thing with pain <laughs> and freezing <laughs> all this? I'm gonna save, like,
4: <laughs> all have could have saved like If you have kids who is losing their Seriously. baby teeth, keep them. Oh, okay. really keep But them. wait, for
0: wait. how long though? <laughs> Forever. I no,
4: <we> don't know. <laughs> Just keep them.
0: Now let me ask you this question. The, can this genome test be used on the vaccines that are All All vaccines. We're not talking about
4: COVID. Great question. Great question. Amazing
0: question. question. Who who asked that question, Edgar? (laughs) I think it was my wife. Your wife? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Jesse. Let
4: me tell you something. This is something I just started helping patients with because it's new, right? So apparently there were scientists who started looking at uh, clusters of population. And this is not something that I'm fascinated with COVID questions. But uh, they started um, following, let's say, clusters of families or cities or, I don't know, age range that people really do really, really bad when they have COVID. They end up in ICUs and they either die or they come up with a variety of other uh, side effects or like collapsed lungs or anything. Or there are people who don't have symptoms. There are people who have COVID, they walk around, they give COVID to others, but they're asymptomatic. So apparently, and then this is a huge part of um, actually pharmacogenomic testing, there's an antigen called human leukocyte and HLA, human leukocyte antigen. This is the biggest um, antigen in our body that responds to triggers. So it's an immune response that's so strong that some people can show severity of symptoms of ending up in ICU with lungs, you know, with no capacity, or some people may be, you know, asymptomatic. So HLA has this segment of um, HLAC, there's three types of HLAs, the HLAC 0401, I was just reading about it the other day, 0401 carriers of that allele, which is that variation, puts them at, can I... I'm just going to fix it real quick.
2: You could take, yeah, you know, if you want, just adjust it. No, 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 it's fine. That's
4: it's fine. why I wear a hat. No, 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 it's fine. My, I'm fine. My now. long
1: hair gets in the way of my headphones.
2: <laughs> yeah, he
1: tucks
4: pony it in. Ponytail. I should have done a ponytail. Yeah, he tucks
2: it in and then he puts the, the, the headphones on. He
0: tucks it in. He sure does.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, HLAC carriers of that allele apparently have worse outcomes with. COVID. So this is new, right? They're discovering, they're doing studies, these are published. And now when I order tests for uh, patients, I do see that there's a COVID test, actually. You can add it to your pharmacogenomic testing to see COVID risk. I ordered it for a few patients. I haven't received response yet, but I'm curious. I want to read upon to see. How
1: long does that test take? Uh,
4: The test is, oh, meaning results? Mm -hmm. Five to seven business days. It's and you not too long.
1: So it's the first time I ordered. You've done yes, the COVID. I ordered. Oh, really?
4: I ordered two days ago because I wasn't really looking into focusing on. You know, oh, I'm going <clears help> to <throat> help you with that.
1: No, we've only been in a pandemic.
4: Two I years. Mean, why two would you focus? No, on but it? actually, <laughs> the ability to test yeah. hasn't been around. No, it's just okay. new. The no. companies have just started offering it because apparently, you know, people are asking questions. So I'm like, if. We know, let's say I know in the future that I'm a carrier of that same allele. Maybe I'll be more careful. I'll be, you know, following some rules. I don't know. But news are coming. So it's ever evolving field. I keep reading and then I kind of think that do people actually need to know this? Mind? Sometimes I question myself. Maybe people would love to not know as much about their bodies and just, you know, live happily clueless eat what they want That's take not, all the medicines but i'm like what what if an informed patient is a better outcome right
1: of course it is but 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 see the thing is for it's funny because today uh i was having lunch with my brother and there was a tv where we were sitting at and did you have your mask on yes oh. i had masks gloves, while you were in everything yeah I was <laughs> i was wearing my hazmat suit and on on tv what they were the news was talking about is new studies show eating veggies does not in any way prevent heart disease
2: stop, uh, you you have to stop and, watching this news and,
1: well <laughs> it wasn't my tv i was i was yeah, having okay. lunch and there was a tv <laughs> screen okay, true
2: story i'm not kidding you true true story i'm sitting this is a couple of years ago I was sitting down at home i was having some strawberries ooh and then basically did the, the, you know it says Tonight at eleven o'clock, it says, <laughs> "It says tonight at eleven o'clock." Why strawberries will cause cancer? <laughs> I'm like while I'm eating strawberries, and I'm like,
1: "Will cause it inflammation." Then I'm like,
2: like uh, are, you, "Are you are you serious?" Everything comes from says, inflammation. And it says, you know. and, "And it think. says tonight at 11. As in, like, "All right, fantastic." I'll i wait to
1: drop my hookah smoking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no more
4: strawberries. No <laughs> more strawberries, honey.
1: <laughs> we're watching strawberry news tonight.
2: <laughs> Let's have
0: apple double apple. Yeah,
1: like, I, I, I got to find out why. The strawberries... But, but that's it. news for you, bro. It's like... Drink coffee. It's great, oh, great for oh, your yes. heart. And then two years later... If you drank coffee, go have your heart checked.
0: It's according to basically
1: what that <laughs> you're, you're, coffee people asking pay two or
4: You're great questions. Play. The caffeine metabolism, which is due to our genetics. Mm-hmm. I'll answer that. that. That was a good one. And also you said inflammatory foods. Yes. I wish I learned about this in pharmacy school. And I wish doctors learned about this in medical school. And we talked what about inflammation, about chronic inflammation. Because when we have acute inflammation, we know how to treat it. How acute do you tra- inflammation is medicine, medicine, medicine. Okay, right? So we know. Well,
1: let let us let's let's, slow pretend, it down let's yeah, let's slow it down. Let's unpack everything because when you talk about acute inflammation, what does that mean?
4: Acute inflammation is an acute response. To you have pneumonia, you mm-hmm. have inflamed skin or soft tissue infections, you have ear infection. That's an inflammation that shows.
1: Okay, is psoriasis that you're, considered. Acute um, psoriasis
4: can have flares. It's autoimmune, uh, con, you know, condition okay. that your body is so, actually producing antibodies uh, to fight your own cells, which could, is the worst thing that can happen to you know to people. Mm-hmm. But acute inflammation is we are able to tackle it, right? We know ways <clears throat> how to work for you know how how to work against it. How, there's medications. We, there's There's, I don't know, it's quick fix. Yeah, steroids, antibacterials, because they want results, right? You go to emergency room, you have hives, you can't breathe. What is it your doctor going to do? Check your diet, you know, like what did you eat the last, you know, two months? No, it's quick. Actually, in our country, I have to say that we have the best emergency care in the world. We should be proud of it. The United States is really good at providing patients emergency care. Which Acute is care is excellent. Chronic dating. care, exactly. Band Chronic yeah. care, non-existent. No, no matter how much <clears throat> money is spent on research, medicines, screenings, so many medications. I'm a diabetes pharmacist. Every year we have new medicines about for diabetes. Do we get healthier? No. Are we more obese? Yes. Are teenagers have pre-diabetes? Yes. So it's not the medicines, right? Um,
1: it's
2: our diets.
4: It's our diets so and our approach to how we so so address let's,
1: let's, let's, let's talk about the acute versus chronic because I think it's important for people to understand. Acute, basically, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, means, uh, like you said, you, you know, you have some type of allergies, hives, something that just developed. You need a quick solution. You take a Benadryl or you, you know, they inject you with some type of steroids, you take a few, you know, week of prednisone, fixes that acute. But wait, right?
2: wouldn't acute be also like, for example, if you were to get some sort of inflammation as far as like acne, breakouts, certain things like that, especially teenagers.
1: If if it's if it's a one-time deal, yes, but it, be- it becomes pain. chronic. Chronic means you have a chronic autoimmune. Again, everything is autoimmune. Even HIV. What is what is the definition of HIV? Right. It's yeah. it's, a, it's an autoimmune disease. That's what it is. what
0: What is the definition of HIV?
1: Human it's immunodeficiency human virus. virus. Oh, That's sorry. what it is. Well,
0: I'm just asking. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> just, or don't be asking
1: some stupid questions tonight, okay?
4: By the way, there's a second woman uh, cured, second or third person cured from HIV. I, I didn't read upon so it. So, Magic I just was the
1: first. This woman is the
0: second.
4: I don't know how she was cured, but... I guess I, it's I heard the they news. just
1: blend up as money as soon as we
0: get magic mountains and uh, magic know. Johnson's answer, we'll get the other. Uh, I, I heard
2: they blend up money to a liquid form and just inject it into you. And
4: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if we can handle HIV situation in this cup co- in the world. We can not say we accomplished something, but that's I don't think you want to talk about no, HIV no, no. on this show we don't because want. we don't want to go
1: there, it's gonna lead into yes, a lot of This,
0: I mean, yes,
1: no, <laughs> yes. you don't want to discuss it. Let's go back to chronic. the acute thing Look, yeah, cute thing and steroids. Because, because steroids,
0: would you consider Anthony
1: Fauci
3: cute
0: or chronic?
1: He's a cute little guy, that's why <laughs>
3: <laughs> with a chronic disability,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> chronic mental disability, but he's a cute little guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I consider him. Yes, we tend to Chronic digress. Chronic
4: inflammation. I think that's the cause of so many conditions and so many um, diseases, so many disorders. And what we consume on daily basis, we can't avoid, right, the foods that were provided to us, we can not go check uh, how the restaurants make our food, what kind of, you know, dressings they're using, what kind of sugar, sh- what, what type of sugar is in our food. But sugar is considered one of the most inflammatory foods. And uh, chronic inflammation is uh, when you have delayed response, you don't see um, hives itching, you don't have shortness of breath, you don't feel redness, or you don't, you don't know that your body is inflamed. And when uh, in the 1970s, there was a huge movement. I've been reading more and more of cardiologists who think differently. There was a huge movement about fat, right? Saturated fat is bad for you.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay, so they got rid of the fat, they added sugar into all the foods that are packaged foods, and they realized, oops, I think that was a mistake. It's not the fat that's killing us, it's the sugar that's killing us and
1: processed sugar
4: a processed yeah. refined added sugar yeah. that's killing us. It's not the fat <clears throat> fat is not building up inside your arteries, it's the sugar that's causing the inflammation inside yeah. your arteries creating processes that are you don't wanna even know what's it's causing to your let's say coronary artery. It's the sugar, and they decided, okay, if we're gonna take out the fat from that Greek yogurt, it's gonna taste like nothing, right? So we're gonna add sugar to it so it tastes better. But it's two percent, one percent, zero percent. I actually never buy anything that's low fat. Don't about, even go there.
0: How about the sugar? When they say it's zero sugar, yet you're drinking something and it's extremely sweet. It's sweeter than the one. Those with the are real sugar.
4: artificial sweeteners. That now, which one is really better for your body? Than-
0: the real sugar or those fake sugar what's real sugar i mean sugar like cane sugar, sugar. Cain there's sugar. palm
4: sugar so this is marketing this is really <clears throat> tricking us all the way starting with drinks food industry uh cereals that say oh 35% less sugar but it's still sugar right it's 35% less but it's still sugar so, oh, no, um, it says
0: zero sugar, yet it's zero sugar. It's artificial
4: out. sweeteners, aspartame. Yeah, look at diet coke. Aspartame, which is terrible for our bodies. Asp- do
3: you? Aspartame di- aspart- aspart- aspart-
1: is not aspart- that also in gum? Chewing Yes, there's but a you lot. Do digest
0: of that aspartame?
1: Aspartame
4: is very toxic for our bodies. A lot of times, when they say, "Oh, it's diet coke, it's zero sugar," I'm like, "Okay, do you know what's in there?" It's
1: how could something be so sweet? No calories, no 30, sugar.
4: They're 30, 50 and, times and, sweeter and than sugar. so good.
2: <laughs> I, that's what I drink. I drink Coke Zero. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah.
3: Besides
4: yeah, sugar, yeah, keep, keep there's.
2: <laughs> I know, I can't help it. I'm like addicted to it.
1: That's exactly
3: no,
4: how it please. works. Okay, at the end of the show, what we're going to achieve is <laughs> you're not liking it. Hell, <laughs> go ahead and just open
0: up every single Listen, can and only, start dumping it out. Like the genome test that you're talking yes. about. Yes. Let's say someone off the street says, hey, I want to do a genome, genome test and find out what medicine is good for me, what medicine yes. is not good for me. Where did they go? Where did, what did they ask for? And what is the average cost for it? <clears throat> what a question. Let's
1: cost on a roll today. varies. On the next Oprah, we appreciate
4: Yes, there's Okay, here's what I will tell you. A lot of people that you mentioned, let's say some people are very aware of what's happening in science and medicine. You'll be surprised how many people will know about it and then talk to their doctors. And I tell the doctors, your patients may ask you about this testing that you will not know how to offer to. You have a menu of services you offer to your patients, but this may not be part of it. Um, I guess we can speak about it, say, hey, there are people who who are pharmacogenomics pharmacists. They do provide consultation, they do provide testing, but uh, I still have to say, I mean, process of making really good relationships with physician community educating them on wh- what's the benefit of this um, i've tried and i'm working on it but a lot of times i see that when people don't like talking about things they may not know you may hear oh no 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 we're not offering this in our you know but
1: but, but what's what's their i mean what's holding them back as far as the physicians holding them goes?
4: back is Pharmaceuticals what's the benefit be holding Am I going to make money? Um, uh, my patient has been on this medicines for 20 years. Mm. I'd like to keep the things the yeah. same. Basically,
0: the test doesn't offer what those uh, pharmaceutical reps coming into the office. Pharma- yeah, exactly.
4: Pharmaceutical it's reps are pushing one thing and the it's physician the and say... Look, look
1: the, the test is... A, and it's my personal opinion. Not, I'm, I'm not a pharmacist or anything. The test is not as accurate as you you think. You're gonna go get this test. It's gonna say, "Okay, Edgar, take you it. have you have so and so. Take this, take that. You'll be fine." That's not how it works. No, of
0: course not.
4: And yeah. and let me tell you something. It, it
1: it gives you I it gives you kind of a guide. But then your physician or your ph- pharmacy consultant still has to understand. Okay, if this is not working or that's not, it's it, it's not a hundred
4: It's not accurate. a, a yeah. tool in their toolbox <laughs> to say, hey, I'm going to diagnose disease with this test. I'm going to treat you based on. But it's an additional helpful tool for a physician to say, hey, I'm going to utilize this. If you need half of the dose of this medication, maybe you'll have the same effect. You don't need the 40 milligram of omeprazole. You may need 20 to avoid let's say, interaction with other medicines. Yeah. Um, so having more tools to help the patient, this is one of them. But um, what I really like to talk um, to my patients and people who I help is, um, okay, We let's say we did our genomic testing. We know who we are, how we're metabolizing medicines. But what is really changing through our lives is our gut health our gut oh. contains a lot of more information through our life that's more modifiable and you can actually improve your health uh, through having healthier gut which we know that is Controls beyond important <laughs> in our body yeah, we've
2: we've <laughs> talked about this on the podcast and you know what here it is now we can actually go I, in and diagnose i
1: should have my license plate says "Wisnet." I should have ordered <laughs> "Gut Health." <laughs> it wouldn't fit. Well, I'm still using those drops. When my when my Bugatti arrives, I'm gonna.
4: You can do. a no, European
2: European plate <laughs> along health.
1: with Gut Health.
3: So
4: I actually spoke to um, my mentor. She's a scientist doing doing research in you know nutrition genomics in UCLA, and she said, "Listen." Genomics is one thing, but we can negotiate with those poor working genes if we keep our gut healthy. If we don't feed our body um, everything that we know that's bad for us, but it tastes good. And we keep our anti-inflammatory, as you mentioned, diets, working Mediterranean diet. I love Mediterranean diet. Why can't we all eat
1: it's the best um, diet in the world. The most sustainable diet yes. in the world. Why
4: don't
2: like, can You can't even eat? consider it a diet. You could consider Mediterranean that diet as a lifestyle. Yeah, it's point. a
1: lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. lifestyle. Diet and meaning what you put into yeah. your when body. When I yeah. tell
4: my diabetes patients, and a lot of them come from different backgrounds, different cultures, it's, it's really hard to tell people to change their... Lifestyle and diet What they were eating Their entire life
1: but, but it starts With the pediatrician Though That's the problem
4: Exactly And I, I'll tell you More about it Because a lot of times When I have a relative uh, My brother-in-law Is a pediatrician He says When I speak to A 10-year-old Or an 8-year-old Patient And I see the parents Who say Child is More than Fit More than Chubby And they say Oh the baby Is not eating anything
0: Did you say More than fit
4: More than fit <laughs> Why can't we just say what, chubby?
1: Chubby. The, I don't want to say chubby to it. kids.
4: I don't want to.
0: Well, it's say. a fat kid.
3: What's wrong?
4: With <laughs> <laughs> fat kiddos. Anything? Oh no, no, no! I don't want to say. Oh, so <laughs> so I said it for I said
1: you. It. Yeah, All right. Let's so call him Big Bone. Anything you don't want to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us. We'll tell, tell us. Them. We'll say. Yeah,
3: I, yeah, I hate when they
0: say, "Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> thick bone."
4: Next time, I'll say, you say it. You're
0: fat. You're fat bone. You're fat.
4: So when parents and. We have to be honest. We, you know, we socialize mostly with, we deal with mostly with Armenian population. So when the parents are saying the child is not eating anything, doctor, what change you should do? And he's like, really? <laughs> are you <laughs> sure? And the parents are also, you know, they know. All The kids eating good.
1: Doritos and grilled cheese and...
3: <laughs> mac so, and cheese all day long.
4: And I'm thinking, okay, and I deal with not, with many of this type of situations where people are having a hard time changing their habits. So we're we're humans. We're dedicated to our habits, but and I always say like what can you change? Let, let's negotiate. What is it that you can change today? I I don't want to ask you to change everything about your diet and lifestyle tomorrow and feel that resolutions are not working and that's why resolutions never work because you're trying to change your entire existence and and your habits in one day right it's not going to work i try calling them intentions let's call them intentions what are you intending to change today and people don't like changing food habits why if,
1: if people would change their food habits we still wouldn't have a line at the McDonald's drive through today
2: yeah it takes a week i swear it takes a week of you cutting, out, yeah, cutting out certain foods, man. It's and more
4: than more f- than a week. And
1: then when do you have? A, how frequently do me, you bounce no, back?
2: When to I it? when I started, we'll get into keto. Do you ke- you ever keto relapsed? diet as well? Yeah, See, uh-huh. when I started keto, it took it literally took me four days to not crave sweets, sugars, cakes.
1: You can? Can you eat keto for the rest of your life? Unfortunately,
2: you can't. Okay, there unfortunately, you. That's you can't. It. Which is, I'll, which, I'll is a, yeah, which is not a yeah, which is not a lifestyle, but there's.
1: If you want, if you're trying to fit into a wedding dress, keto is amazing. Yes,
2: it is. But yes. as far as making it a lifestyle, I think you got you guys are both right. The Mediterranean
1: is It's number one. It's the number one.
4: Um, variety of diets, right? Keto diet, paleo. I don't know.
1: Caveman, carnivore, caveman.
4: I, I, I got all you know confused with these names. I, know, I haven't tried any of it's those. It's not keto. Is not for everyone, and it's not for long term keto is high protein right content diet which puts your kidneys in such like risk of uh you know i don't want to say pressure on your kidneys but absolutely so this much protein exactly (laughs) can i say short term yes but if you have let's say if you have diabetes you have high blood pressure you have kidney issues be very careful of those see my diet and i hope
2: i hope alfred's listening to this Alfred's my younger brother He introduced me to keto keto diet as, Or the ketogenic lifestyle He he did it for a very long time And I saw great results with him He was losing weight And again uh, I was like okay let me jump on it as well Because you know I was getting you know, gaining some weight So I, I started as well He stopped and then he would start it again Start it, stop, start And then for me I, I let it go completely
4: So zero carbs or very little carbs? 50
2: grams or less
4: that's very he's low been, carb. He, diet. For the
2: past year and a half, he's been dealing with kidney stone.
4: Exactly. That's and I was going to tell you about. The other day,
2: he literally, and again, sorry, Alf, I'm telling you, I'm saying that on podcast, but GMI. yeah, oh, I he, just he, passed he, one on no, Thursday. No, he, bro, he called me. He goes, "Hey, what are you doing today?" I go, "Nothing. What's up?" And normally, I'm thinking he's gonna say, "Hey, let's go have some lunch or something." I go, "Nothing. What's up?" He goes, "Are you gonna be busy?" I'm like, "No, I'm home. You know, we have the newborn at home." He goes. Uh, Listen, if I call you to take me to the emergency room, can you come pick me up? I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. I go, where are you? He goes, I'm at home. I'm at, I'm at uh, work. And he's like, I just left my client to call you to tell you, if I call you and you're home, come and pick me up and take me to the ER because I'm not going to be able to drive.
3: And, kidney na- and now
2: that I'm thinking you just said kidney failure or not, uh, God, not forbid, failure, God yeah. forbid, kidney failure, but kidney problems, now I'm thinking shit. Alfred was doing keto for so, so long. So what
0: you guys are telling me, uh, you need the carbs. So when you you're high carbs. protein, you get more.
4: You s- can do stones? healthy carbs. You I don't just have passed ch-
0: one on Thursday. No joke.
4: <laughs> I know it's. You pa- I don't know. <laughs> you
1: pass kidney stones. Like I apologize with. Like, people can't pass gas, I mean. (laughs) That's that's pretty much
4: it. it. I know, (laughs) but look, carbs, we cannot completely eliminate carbs. Carbs we need for fuel, for our body, you know, all these things. But we can do healthy carbs. We don't have to go for the unhealthy ones. I'm a proponent of having a... Some sort of balance in your life. You can't just go like, uh, absolutely, you know, this is the diet I'm doing for the rest of my life. I'm not eating carbs from now on, or I'm not eating this. And just have balance. Whatever works for you as a person, whatever is this absolutely tailored for your body type, because we don't know what we need, right? We need 20% of carbs, we need, you know, a certain percent of protein. And I say balanced diet, but actually, here's what i say um it's not about the carbs or protein or vegetables is how it was raised how how that meat was raised before it ended up on your plate okay if it was a cow that ate grass absolutely i'm gonna have that red meat and who said that red meat is a no no who said that no so the process that that meat ended up on your plate that's the important part not that
2: Ani, can you even trust that i mean i know there's all these whole foods trader joe's all these places where they say organic i mean how would you know
4: i don't trust them because i've observed them i've uh purchased you know fruits and veggies they don't go bad if it's an organic store and their fruits and vegetables don't spoil i'm sorry but um there's a process in place that's Done to have them look good, and it's kind of marketing. I usually tell patients or clients: do not buy anything that's um, very thin uh, peel. Let's say strawberries, or just in general, anything that's really thin uh, layer between the fruit and the outer layer. You should buy organic, or at least try buy organic. But anything that's let's say bananas, watermelon, avocado, um, avocado, those you don't need to buy. Just wash them properly and. One That's more thing I wanted money. to add is when they say organic. Okay, organic. Um, when we read more literature about how our soil is now and 70 years ago, the our difference. soil is very poor now. And no matter if it's organic or non-organic, you don't get the same nutrients from your Like you have to have It's more than the
0: soil I mean
4: It's more than the soil It's industrialized life That we have Air (coughs) air, Everything Air quality So there's no (laughs) way
1: Organic is just an excuse For them to charge 50% more That's all You You see these Super juice boxes It says organic And you ask the moms Why are you It's, It's organic It just says, that's the company's name is Organic. (laughs) Okay, it's Organic.
4: It says Honest (laughs) Juice. Give him (laughs) Organic Apple Juice, fine. Can you read me the
1: ingredients? Sugar? No, I don't speak English that well.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, exactly. Or anything that, uh, let's say apples, right? Or avocados. If anything that in the process of growing that avocado was used as Organic... I don't know, no pesticides or no fertilizer, they can claim that food organic. It it doesn't have to be all organic from zero, the seed, how they grew it, you know, the process doesn't have to be all. USDA says if those carrots were some portion of raising those, I don't know, seeds are organic, you can claim it. So it's all about, I think it's the the name more than... But best um,
1: thing is to go to your farmer's market and talk actually speak to the farmer that grows those vegetables or fruits. And if you're going to buy meats, they I mean, they have meats and stuff too, but there's also a lot of independent farmers that are on social media. Or they have their own sites yes. where they're, they're small family farms.
0: We have uh, one that's with us right yeah, now. CMC farms CMC is here. CMC farms. Uh, CMC. They were just talking about their organic mulberries a little bit yeah. ago. So I the, told them to bring some down so we could judge for ourselves. That's, that's
1: it's, I mean, we we always go back to uh, gut health and all these, you know, processed foods and all these. And and it seems like, I think it was with Dr. Gator, we were just talking about how uh, the processed foods for especially kids have all these cartoon characters and beautiful... Artwork presentation. that presentation, yeah. The presentation is absolutely just so, so nice, it's you're, you're, very enticing. Yeah. Yeah. And very.
4: I'll tell you one thing about kids and all this food industry the combination, in especially in this country, the combination mm. of salt, sugar, and fat that's designed here for our kids. T- Tuckies, I don't know, all these Cheetos, those yeah. are our palates evolutionary are not designed to understand those flavors right we're used to so much more milder flavors when we eat apples when we eat strawberries so the flavors are so strong and there's so much salt and sugar combined that when you give your child cheetos or i don't know doritos or whatever After that, if you give them broccoli or They're strawberries, it doesn't no taste like anything. So these taste buds are so used to this extreme. How about taste. the
0: genetics p- factor? Of it? Like, let's say There's you also and I are from Armenia, for example. We don't have mangoes and bananas growing in Armenia. Does an Armenian eating a mango or a banana have the same effect as someone that comes from an area where it's abundant? Like, we have apricots, right? And our bodies, don't you think, would actually process that sugar much easier because we're from that portion of the land? Or
4: does that have there nothing to do with may it? Be some truth to it, but, you know, our bodies are adapting to the new environment so fast, Could right? Could we be thinking
0: it's adapting?
4: Uh, scientists say that it takes years until you move from one country to another. Your endocrine system, your entire... You entirely adapt to the new water, new food, new tastes, but I think it's more of a habit combined with "oh, that's unknown to me. I don't want to taste it." Or uh, my parents or my relatives, they say, "Oh, in America, everyone's eating sweet meat. What kind of habit is that? You don't eat, let's say, sweet. ribs with yeah. sweetness, uh, right? Uh, in I mean, Armenia, we don't ours. eat you don't, that. You don't do that." Yeah. So they're like, Oh, I don't like that. This is not us. So it's more of a habit. But a lot of times I think it changes. And um, people uh, think a lot of times they're eating healthy by choosing the wrong food. So a lot of times, it's the desire not to learn more. I always say that we like to know what we know and say, oh, this is healthy for me. So this is what I'm sticking to. I always tell patients, experiment with different fruits and vegetables. What if you like it, you know? But I, we, let's go back to the habits because a lot of times with diabetes patients, when we talk about food habits, anything that took, um, let's say you're you're eating rice and Tortillas. I talk about tortillas and all this rice and everything all day. These kids were raised with it, right? Beans and rice and eggs and tortillas, morning, lunch, dinner. Would I tell them, even if I talk to them for years, about that your child's blood sugar is already borderline, there's 16, 17-year-olds, pre-diabetes patients, mostly Hispanic population, they're like, yes, yes, yes. They go home and they eat the same thing because it's a habit. So um, a lot of times I see doctors. It's more than a habit. It's culture. It's culture. You can't really pull them from their cultural uh, identity and say, now you're going to eat broccoli, steamed broccoli, salmon, and uh, wheat tortillas. A lot of times I say, how many tortillas per? Serving. For serving. They're like, oh, I don't eat one. I just double them because that's how we eat. We, we make them from scratch. It's culture. It's their tradition. Every day, the grandma, you know, she makes the tortillas. How can you refuse that? So uh, I feel like sometimes we, I feel defeated because, and they say, well, they know there's medicines, you know, they think they can eat anything they want. They can take the medicines, inject insulin and say, hey, yeah, it's this a, is what it is.
2: Let's ruin our gut and what our liver, liver somebody, at the same time.
0: If someone goes on in t- to insulin, what are the chances of that person ever coming off of insulin?
4: Great chances. Great chances. Diet. Beca- because
3: yeah.
4: uh, I do see... I have a lot of patients who actually put their mind... Change their mindset, put their mind to it, and they, they came off. It's never Insulin is never a verdict. It's never the beginning of the end. A lot of times in... Our culture, it says, oh, I don't want to start insulin. This is the end, beginning of the end for diabetes. Um, it's misconception. Insulin is not forever. And there's always a chance to revive some portion of your pancreatic cells, not all of it. Because a lot of times, by the time you're diagnosed with diabetes, half of your pancreas function is
1: cut, <coughs> cut off. So You're talking about type 2.
4: Type 2 diabetes. So it takes years and years and years for that to develop until your A1C goes over to 6.5, where we officially say, hey, you have type 2 diabetes. But what happens before that? So my A1C, I checked last week because I have family history of diabetes. I'm very careful with what I eat. My A1C came back 5.6. And it's not. the the nurse practitioner is like, well, you're fine. Um, You're not even pre-diabetic yet. Pre-diabetes is 5.7 to 6.4. And I'm like, this is not fine. (laughs) 0.1, you're fine. She's like, you're right at the edge. I'm like, listen, I'm not talking about now. In 10 years, where will I be? You make a horrible customer for the pharmaceuticals. (laughs) No, I was a a terrible patient. But what I'm trying to say is that 5.6 is a sign that, hey, you need to watch out. You need to really look at what you're eating because don't wait until you're diagnosed with 6.5, then change your life. Don't, and I I love saying prevention, you know, like just don't wait for that moment when your doctor says.
2: It's too late.
4: During COVID, we had a lot of patients who missed their blood tests. They didn't want to go to labs. They kind of missed appointment. They were scared. A lot of misdiagnosis a lot of pre-diabetes patients could have been reversed but they ended up becoming and it's nationwide there's a huge there was a huge study now done that. those
0: people can they go after someone
4: well Sorry, after who? i sh-
0: probably shouldn't have asked you that <laughs> question
4: um i say that the epidemic that we have now is not Acute viral infections is not, I don't know, viruses that are circulating, which is, again, terrible, I don't know, public health situation. The pandemic is chronic disease. It's, but it's what's epidem- causing
1: But what's causing chronic disease?
4: Uh, chronic disease is caused by Western lifestyle,
3: mm-hmm.
4: that everyone sitting, working, not moving, are hands palms are not designed to work on computers as humans right this is an artificial position for us we're not designed as humans to sit eight hours a day drive hours a day eat western diets saturated fat we're designed to climb mountains we're designed to move all around and people who actually live in the areas where they're still walking for their water they're walking for you know to find their foods those are the healthiest people a lot of times we say oh people who live in the mountains are the healthiest well
2: yeah obviously they're constantly mobile
4: there's no pollution good foods clean water so i always say that the real epidemic is what um in 10 years we may have now we have one out of 10 person with diabetes obesity or high blood pressure 2030, we're gonna have one out of three. So it's like everyone has diabetes now, what do we do? Isn't this something that we should think of? It's not the medicines that are popping up every year. There's more injectables, new medications, artificial pancreas. We have technology to monitor our blood sugar 24 hours. We have now implantable um, devices that we give to our patients to, we can check their blood sugar we can monitor. We can. There, those are called continuous gl- blood glucose monitors, CGMs. Our patients. They wear it as the as a technology is bl- like there.
2: I've seen it on. There's it's like a little pager, bro. Or medicine, or we bro.
4: have <laughs> insulin pumps for type one diabetics. But why is it that we're not becoming healthier in society? So if it's food. Food is medicine. I always say, hey, if you can change one thing about your diet today, and I was talking to a patient today. I said, um, can I ask you? Uh, he was a Pancreatic, really, really bad, um, you know, pancreatitis patient. He was, and I looked up his profile. I was at work today. Uh, Last alcohol intake, 212, February 12th. I look. I said, Can I ask you something? You're going to ruin your life. Do you want to live longer? He said, Yes, I want. And I said, Can you please stop drinking? So anything you can do to change that person's uh, outlook on, their own health. If you're a licensed healthcare practitioner, you have to, do it. I don't like when doctors say, or other healthcare providers say, well, it's the patient's decision that if they want to make that change or no, we can't help them if they are not ready for the change. But um, I'm thinking, but what if that patient wants you to tell them that day, say, hey, please eat less sugar today. Or if you're eating sugar, eat natural you know, sugars. Don't do added sugars. Or don't drink sodas today. Just cut out sodas. But I'm how, ma- show you how the many will actually foods? do
1: that though? Realistically, that's even if the doctor is hard. Even if the doctor says it, they're not. Majority are not going to do it.
0: What um, about when it comes to diabetic medication? Diabetes medicine. Some medicine doesn't work for some patients. For example, metformin. Not the best medicine in the world.
4: I'll tell you more about what what I why I like metformin. It's uh, it's, not, it's not for everybody. it's not for everyone. There's formulations that are safer for other people. It's the formulation. And there's more expensive medicines, extended release versions. But the way metformin works is um, sometimes people who are pre diabetic they take metformin, and I say it's one of the cheapest medicines for diabetes, but it increases lifespan. You take metformin, you live longer. And um, um, Uh, it's making your body more sensitive to insulin. Metformin, if you're responding to it, is a wonderful medication to have. If you're you're responding responding to it. it. Um, A lot of times I do see patients, like they give it a try one or two times, oh, it didn't work for me. I have all this, you know, all the GI side effects and everything. But um, if they can, I always encourage them taking That's another topic, you know, for medicines and everything. But diabetes medications are abundant. And I'm thinking, why is this that, re- that there's so much research and money spent, there's so research done and money spent on a chronic disease state that's really your lifestyle, right? So why is this that a lot of companies are so focused on diabetes medicine because why because there's more people right they're going to be in five years there's going to be more people who will need the medications um, my biggest question when i talk to patients with type 2 diabetes is not when was the last time you saw your doctor or do you take your med- i ask them what do you eat how do you shop and what's in your pantry and in your refrigerator. I want to know what your food is because I want to know what people are shopping for. That's where the, the cause and the, the root causes were. Um, I always tell patients when you go to a grocery store, don't go to the mid aisles. Never, ever shop in the Midas where there's refrigerators, there's packaged Frozen,
2: processed food, yeah.
4: Always go for perimeter. You know why perimeter? Because they keep the healthiest, fresh produce, fruits and vegetables, at the very last... At the edges, the perimeter where people cannot yeah. reach, and they're very expensive. Fresh fruits and veggies are very now, expensive. you now that
2: you think about it, she's right. The meat is always in the back, next to the dairy, and then to the right or to the left, depending on what supermarket is. So where your fruits, your vegetables, all that stuff.
4: Main aisles will, where people hang out. I don't, I don't like those. Yeah, that's where <laughs>
2: that's where your chips, your DiGiorno's. Your Oreo
1: cookies. Yeah.
4: Oreo Anything cookies. that's in a box.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anything that those, that's that been sitting there for about six years hasn't spoiled yet.
1: John A. was asking about bison meat because he was told not to eat so much red meat. So the last, past year he's been... And uh, he mentioned he's had uh, chemo three different times, and yet his CA markers are uh, went from... Uh, no, he says my CEA went to 2004. My CA 19 9 is 28,747. So and, again, and, if he, and he's been eating bison versus, let's say,
0: beef. Um, well, beef, oh
1: yeah, beef. I
4: hear in <clears throat> oncologist situations, oncologists prohibiting their patients to eat red meat. And they strongly believe that red meat isn't cancerogenic it's inflammatory and i'm not even talking about deli and all the well that's meat processed products. yeah, yeah processed. that's different. but again the process that it was made is that what did that animal eat that's what we care about but bison meat i really um, couldn't tell the difference between beef and bison maybe if he feels it's different it well, could be bi- their bison, preference
1: bison meat is more lean
4: yeah there's probably um, less fat
1: there's less fat But if you ask me if the quality of the meat is good, you actually need the fat on the meat to help you digest the meat. That's why the no-fat meat, those cuts are not good for you. People think I'm going to get the lean lean flank or whatever that has no fat. The fat is there to help you digest the meat. So,
4: As long as we don't overdo like... Some people eat red meat every day. I strongly discourage that. I mean, twice or three times a week is fine. C- incorporate again. Can fish we push and- five maybe? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, well, uh,
1: have you ever done the math as far as how many different medications are there out there?
4: Thousands. United States.
1: What's like five, twenty 20, Depends on the
4: drug uh, disease state.
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm talking
4: about in, in total, overall.
0: overall.
1: Oh, Have you around ever,
4: the world or in the United US States? U.S.
0: based. Let's just do U.S. base.
4: Never done the math, but there's are you t- doing the thousands math? of my Are
0: no.
3: you? Yeah, oh,
4: I feel guy. like no, I'm
2: going to look it up
3: right now. Okay, what, oh, here's what here. I say:
4: majority of medicines are already discovered. Most of the disease states are there. There's enough medicines to prescribe and you know manage disease. I do think that some medicines that there's a group of medications and then the other ones are just coming up like me too, me too, me too, same class. One company comes up with the other version, the other one. And then they're like, oh, ours is better than this one. And they keep telling us, why is it that their version of, let's say, group of medications that are really effective for diabetes, they're called SGLT2 inhibitors, four or five kinds And then we're like, okay, how many more can we see on the market popping up? Pfizer has one. The other one has one. Um, Having one or two major, you know, let's say drug class medications, one or two or three, we're fine. We don't need the market filled up with the same or or similar medications like Omeprazole. Omeprazole, Pantoprazole, Lansoprazole, Rabeprazole. Essentially, like they're all the same thing, just same created thing by different, u- different versions. Different and versions in for the us, medicine or the... Chemical formula is tiny bit different, and they're marketed and under different names. they have to do name.
0: that just so they can be the exactly. manufacturer of that medicine.
1: Well, exactly. Because they have 10 years to capitalize. To
4: keep the, you know, the...
1: And then the mm, generics come out. All right, say, so...
4: A turvastatin, simvastatin, lovastatin, like all these statins. Um, one is a stronger one. The other one is,
1: a little you know, a mild one.
4: intensity.
1: How many meds do we all right.
2: have? So, I mean, I was going to go to a reliable source, but Wikipedia wasn't <laughs> reliable. <that> <laughs> and then the CDC wasn't really reliable. So I went to the next best one, Fauci. Which, is, which, which is which is Who? Who? I guess mm-hmm. that's the one. Wh- yeah, WHO. That's the one that's most relevant. World so, World Health Organization. Okay. So, according to them, in nineteen seventy seven, there was two hundred and eight essential medicines, as far as pharmaceutical. seventy seven. Two hundred and eight different types. Now, as of twenty twenty one, there's no stats obviously for twenty twenty two.
0: Four hundred and seventy nine. Medications overall? Medicines, that yeah. Essential
2: medicines. That's what you, it says. This is
0: World Health Organization? Yes. That's what it says. Essential medications. Let's search. Yes. Only
4: in the United States, there's. I think there's thousands of Well, that's what, what it says medicines. here. No.
2: Unless there's another
0: source that I could look up. Levique. I don't remember the last time WHO was right to begin with, brother. So turn that shit See, off. Hector
1: this. says portion control. I eat whatever I want, small amounts, Great five portions point. a day, no large meal after
0: 6 p.m. I like Edgar's
1: great idea.
4: Po- great, great, great point. And I like that um, after 6 p.m. where you really need give your body and your hormone levels a rest. And I I don't encourage intermittent fasting, but I sometimes I say if it works for you, do it. And there's a reason why people should do it. Um, we don't need to eat all the time. That's what I really try to make so patients do. Techi- so
1: technically, when you're seeing, saying don't eat after six, that is intermittent fasting.
4: Close to 14 hours. And we always say for males, it could be longer hours. But for females, we don't recommend more than 14
0: hours, hours, of not, hours eating. not eating. Wait, so male uh, women, males male and women are different? Yes. You have differences? <laughs> yes. Only oh in my intermittent fasting. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> yeah. I like Edgar's idea. I mean, Eshi does cure almost everything. I know. Absolutely, bro.
4: But the, the, the point of intermittent fasting is very simple. Very, very simple. When you consume food, your body is... What happens, right? Your insulin level goes up. It tries to digest and it breaks down all the carbs that you have consumed. Every single process is up here. When you don't eat... Your body is resting. You don't need high insulin levels. You just need to. That's why when people don't eat after 6 o'clock, uh, it's within those 8 hours. Let's say if they eat within the 8-hour frame, they actually can lose weight. They feel lighter. They but, can but move. I you don't know? think
1: you can say 6 o'clock because if somebody's first meal is at 1 p.m., and They, they finish at 6 p.m. That's 5 hours. That means they're it's fasting actually, for 19 uh, hours. If
4: that person is doing it, it's probably they're used to it already. Yeah. After 6 it's their habit, not that they have to do it, but typically 6 or 7 is like it's supposed to be your latest like dinner time. I never say 8 9 is But is e- a big no.
1: But even intermittent fasting, I think you if you do a functional wellness test, that Can tell you if that's even effective for you or not, because even intermittent fasting is not for everybody. Um, Like
0: Vixing results, Vix said in the last four months he's lost 20 pounds with intermittent.
4: It depends. I was talking to a patient yesterday. She said I have not lost a single pound. I've been doing intermittent fasting for a month Some
0: will even gain weight. Are they they actually feeling better, not losing weight? It's not only the weight that matters. She is looking for weight loss
4: specifically, and it's not happening. So weight loss
0: all comes to portion control, in my opinion. That's all it is. Portion control, weight loss. Process portion control. Yes,
4: but we, wh- how do we eat, right? How do we eat? Do we eat with our brain or we eat with our stomach? It takes twenty minutes until our brain gets the signal that you're full. So when we eat slower, we eat smaller portions. We chew our food. In this country, it's the food is so already
3: <laughs> processed a
4: process that yeah. you don't chew. Your food, and there was a challenge a few days ago. You know, functional medicine doctors, functional wellness practitioners that chew your food. Can you please?
0: I have we have a question for you. Uh, Sorry, what's a good medication for high blood pressure? Honey, one of our viewers is asking uh, this is FDA. It's
4: it's such a patient specific question, (laughs) it depends on patient's age, the kidney, you know, function, what kind of hypertension how old are they uh, there's a lot of good classes of medications for hypertension but again it's a choice where your doctor has to make with you depending on possibility of interaction with your other medications or whether you know you have other diseases so i can't say like this medicine is the best um uh, i tend to think that newer agents probably have less side effects but again It's very, very patient specific.
1: The the issue that I have with medicine and pharmaceuticals is that nobody ever asks why do you have that disease. Why do you have high blood pressure? Why do you have diabetes? Why do you have any of the things you have?
0: Don't the patients actually want to know the answers to that? No. But the doctors don't give you answers. There
1: is because they don't know the answer. So. What are the the two tests available today? Or mm, let's say a few tests. You have blood. Urine. Urine. They can do scans and X-rays and imaging, right? Imaging, but there's none of that shows where the disease is coming from. So
4: let's imagine, let's say Western medicine, right? Western medicine is dissecting us in organ systems and medicines, medications, organ system. How to treat it? If you're, you have a headache, what does your doctor do? Imaging. (laughs) Medicines, headache medicines, neurologists, to make sure there's any sort of neurological scans. But no one's asking that headache is only a symptom of something's happening in your body on another level. What if it's your gut? What if it's something else that it's a symptom of another disease? It's not that you don't have to have medi- medications for pain so that's what a lot of times Doctors would love to address with you But again they don't have time And also um, Why don't the they training. have time?
1: I don't think they know
4: They, know, they don't know don't the root they know. cause of um, Sometimes It says Symptoms are your body's way of telling you That there's something wrong with your body It's a cry for help Don't cover the symptoms If you have a headache Don't keep taking the Medications but That's what western medicine is about Exactly okay. I found a number Let's see
2: Okay So 6800 prescribed uh, prescription medications and over the counter drugs are available. Combined. Yeah, combined in the United States. This is not the world. This is basically just the US. Yeah, because
1: No, but mm-hmm. FDA says there are over 20,000 prescription drugs. Products approved for marketing. Again, nothing and is FDA, nothing is accurate. Nothing and, is
0: accurate. But, and, 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 uh, me, both of these guys don't know how to. Let,
2: do yeah, seriously. FDA,
1: FDA oversees over <laughs> sixty-seven hundred different medical device product categories. Yeah. See, How I did mean, you come up with twenty seven medications? Thousands.
0: I
2: didn't say twenty seven. I said six
1: thousand seven hundred. <laughs> no, initially
2: he said four eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, that was from that who? No, bro. That's... <laughs> see, everything is different. At this point, it's more of Levick. Can you help Less us really quick? I've, I've seen more thousands. than five
1: thousand medications. See, in look my at it. Life.
2: <clears throat> no, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, this is not. This is not coming from me, obviously. Well, but it's funny that see, like r- right now we're, we just we just read two different three different numbers, right? And this last one that we read was six thousand eight hundred. This
1: and, says medical device categories. And, well, this
2: this said this said
3: uh, medication,
2: and or and, and over the counter. You guys, Hello? can
0: I judge who I believe more? I don't believe either one of those studies. <laughs> Regardless <laughs> so of it, what but are, It's like
2: ivermectin? It. Is ivermectin available in the United States? It's not available, so that you can't even categorize that. Oh. Now, Well, it it comes from somewhere else it's
1: available bro Ani we're trying to help you here but the reason that I asked you that question is how many medications do we actually have out there is because what percentage of those are actually necessary
4: exactly and why are we so interested of prescribing medicines first if let's imagine I don't know hypothyroid patient right thyroid's out of whack and if the doctor is prescribing medication right away without asking you about your sleep pattern, your habits, your stress level, your nutrition, um, I'd like to say that I don't want to try it first if those questions are not discussed with me. What if it's lack of either one of those, right? They're not, they're... All all
1: that's done is... Hey, Julie, can you g- g- do a quick lab draw on Mr. Smith? And then the results come in. They're like, yeah, you need to take these uh, thyroid yeah, okay. medications, Synthroid, and uh, you know we're going to do 75 micrograms. Come back in three months. We're going to test yeah, you again. that happened to me with cholesterol, bro. They
2: checked my cholesterol, 30-something years old. They check it. They go... And Mind you, the doctor didn't even call me. They basically emailed me saying, go pick up your medication from CVS. And I'm like, are you serious? Why the I'm hell
4: like, do
0: they keep doing
4: that? Well, don't, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, let's, let's do this way. You can't even afford a Not- call to
0: the patient and say, hey i'm gonna prescribe you well medicine. that's that's exactly you what see happened your
4: doctor at least for the 15 minutes so here's no, no he
2: this
0: here's <laughs> what 15 happened minutes you're you're pushing mind it you i'm point.
2: on my i'm on my way to palm springs to go eat and drink and have a lot of red meat
4: here's your stat in here yeah and, <laughs> I, and
2: I and i pick up the phone and i and i'm while i'm driving i tell my wife i'm gonna call doctor's office right now did you
4: eat red meat that day
2: of course i did <laughs> i had a lot of tequila as well but listen we to this so bag. i call i call the doctor's <laughs> office well, the doctor is busy. I'm like, well, I need to speak to the doctor because he sent me, he prescribed to me a medication for cholesterol, and I want to know what it is. And my wife is like, let me see the results, let me see the lab results. So she reads it, she goes, this isn't even high. So I well, oh,
4: was it your LDL? I don't know. Tell
0: he doesn't me, know that me. stuff.
2: But anyways, I I the doctor finally picks up. I go, why did you prescribe uh, cholesterol medication? He goes, well, it'll, it'll help you, you know, lower your cholesterol. I'm like, how about this? How about you when you talk to somebody who's in their 30s, you go, what are you eating? How would you change your diet? Stop eating this. Stop eating that. Cut out the sugars. Instead of saying, here, here's the red pill. Take the red pill.
4: Lifestyle modifications. And okay, here's what I tell patients. Uh, anyone who asks questions, if you're a patient, you have to ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you don't get proper health care. They don't In know what form- questions yeah. to ask, though. You that was ask the last doctor, time I saw that doctor. What should I do? Maybe I should cut out. Saturated fat, red meat, or the
3: barbecue eggs or
4: but let me ask you something. If your doctor advises you to you know, incorporate those changes, will you actually do it? See, that's the question. Would you do it?
1: If you see an improvement, yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
4: Okay, so you're a motivated patient, but that doctor has thousands of other unmotivated patients who they're like, it's not going to work for any of them. Let me just prescribe medication. So they've seen this practice of people not making any changes about their life. Would and they you consider
2: that unethical at that point? That's what it is.
4: I would consider it, um, it as improper care. Of course. And I would say... Did you ask me if I... We have a lot of diabetes patients who refuse medications. We can't forcefully prescribe anything that they don't they don't want to take. But um, it's it's all about how much you understand about your lifestyle. If your doctor... A lot of people will thank the doctor who gave the statin and said, your cholesterol is high. And they'll be like, oh, this doctor cares about me. Not everyone will say, wait a minute, how old I am? How old am I? What's my diet? What if I don't need this medication? You see, it's it's all about how you also will approach your own care. If you say, well, my doctor is amazing. They gave me medicine for my cholesterol was high. They saved me. Another person will say, um, yeah, I, I'll try to make the changes first. So you kind of tell your doctor, the patient you are. If you told them once that you're not going to try medicines first... You will see a different approach. I would think you, they're trained to do... Would you consider
2: the, maybe old school doctors of a certain generation more of leaning towards medicine rather than, you know, actually helping the patient change their lifestyle and their diet?
4: Agreed. And I I do. But I also see that a lot of times that schools, the the medical schools have trained them to be that way. This is the training they get. They don't know that... It's mind, body, and soul, right? You're not only a person with separated organs somewhere. It's it's a whole person. You're your own whole person who who maybe is stressed. That's why they're overeating. Yeah, it's the the
2: book smart doctors. The book smart doctors that basically read a book, they retain the information, and that's all. That's that's what it is.
4: On the other hand, I don't want to just give them the label that everyone is like that. There are doctors who will actually say. Are you exercising? Let's talk about, like, what can you do, you know, to exercise more? Um, Just tendency, what I see is that uh, patients are getting smarter and then trying to find other practitioners. They're trying to find people who can help them and they can actually spend time with them. And they're bypassing their insurances and say, hey, I'm going to pay $400 an hour to see a doctor who will actually sit and talk to me for 40 minutes and, and hear me. So it's... It could be also a system, the doctor's training, and you know, all that combined. The doctor who's seeing you at the moment has three other people sitting in, in the waiting room waiting for him. So his mind is like, I got to get this. I have to continue I seeing get this.
2: money. <sighs> Maybe they shouldn't overbook their patients.
1: Levick was asking about carnival, carnival diet. diet. What, do you, what do you think?
4: I tend to think that. I never... You know, advice anyone to, you know, go towards a certain diet. I always say balance. Yeah. Balance based on your health habits, your, you know, body type, your, you know, even geographical area. There's people who <laughs> would love to eat healthy, but they can't. There's food deserts, right? We have people who live in places where there is no healthy foods. So... And I always say health is a social issue as well because a lot of times, this is 21st century, we have people who still don't have access to healthy food who still eat processed, cheap, you know, boxed food because they can't afford it. Span- so, yeah. Seven
2: Eleven 11 sushi.
1: I, so, balance. I remember I read this uh, book years ago called The Enzyme Factor and the the Japanese physician who wrote the book was actually the doctor who invented uh, endoscopy and he talks about what, uh, what's endoscopy? Uh, the camera through your camera you your which stomach. makes
0: you feel worse than you ever oh, had geez, before man. that
1: nobody said go get an endoscopy um, he likes the other one but colonoscopy? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. he's a big fan <laughs> right from the back it's easier man, you don't feel anything
1: and they put you to sleep
0: absolutely, <laughs> his favorite thing
1: um, so what, what this doctor was talking about is how he's like, if you want to understand what you should eat is look at as human beings, the type of teeth we have. We have 32 teeth. We have four fangs and we have 28 teeth that are flat, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the four fangs make it one eighth of your teeth are fangs. That means one-eighth of your diet should consist of meats.
0: Man, you're a genius.
1: I'm not a (laughs) genius. I'm just (laughs) saying what the doctor said. (laughs) wow. And the other uh, seven-eighths of your diet should consist of greens and... Grains. Grains and fruits and everything else that you graze, that you use your flat teeth to chew on. That's the best way. And he says, at my clinic, he says, I haven't been sick in decades my office staff they take a nap nap break every day i have a nap room for them and i mean the whole lifestyle thing the it's the it, philosophy it's, in it's, words. It's, it's how you approach it it's not about that's why to me improvement in medicine and sorry in in medication specifically is to me is not improvement because you look at one of the most widely prescribed medications, right, which I think is probably prednisone. In,
4: in our country, yes.
1: What is prednisone prescribed for? Can you name me five different... Uh,
4: oh, so many things. We have asthma patients who have flares. Okay, we asthma. have arthritis, RA patients. Okay. We have a lot of autoimmune patients. We have patients who just happen to have allergies a lot, right? Okay. Allergic asthma patients. We have patients who, I don't know, infections, like respiratory infections. Okay. Doctors want quick fix. So
2: it's an inflammatory
1: So medication.
4: hormones are... It's an autoimmune. It
1: suppresses your immune system.
4: They work. They show result and they like it. And they're okay. like, okay.
1: So, okay. So let's take one of those examples. You said arthritis, right? Arthritis is a what? Autoimmune disease, right? It's inflammation of your joints, Correct. Now, when you drink, when you take prednisone, what's one of the main side effects of prednisone?
4: Many, many side effects, but first of all, GI and it's fracture risk. All the steroids increase, you know, fracture risk, which we and you'll what's be surprised. Fracture, fracture is when you have your bone, bones. crack.
1: Your bone oh. density, okay, you. your bone you, density you decreases.
4: Can have fractures easily.
1: So what you have older arthritis. People have. More no, well of- so you have arthritis right which is inflammation of the joints.
0: Pro this n- they give you prednisone medicine which causes even more.
1: No well it doesn't cause which more. May. It it makes your bones brittle and then if you're taking high, do- high enough dosages you have to take alendronate right to
4: which again has so your bone many density.
0: other which in
3: return <laughs> By causes kidney so
4: <laughs> See? Which See? in, co- which that, in this turn caused, causes another side and, effect Sorry and so which, it, which it does inter-
1: Well what's the other name for a lendronade The more common Fosamax. name Fosamax. Fosamax Fosamax So and when you take Fosamax You have to be sitting up for 30, 30 minutes you, <laughs> What? Because
4: it causes death
1: <laughs> Are you serious?
4: <laughs> and then Whoa. you take Omeprazole. <laughs>
1: <And then, laughs>
2: to prevent it from causing <laughs> so GI. this basically you know what's funny like, Oh,
4: omeprazole increases rate.
2: okay see what's funny is like
4: no I'm telling going you going back I'm serious. literally
2: going back two minutes Ani was saying you know they, the patient takes it because it makes them feel good right so now it's like alright take this for this take that for this but for that you gotta take this one And then for that one, you got to take this one. Because
1: it causes the other one.
2: Yeah, because it causes this one to do that. So it's like at this point, point you're waking up in the morning and you're breaking your fast with a handful of pills. I I mean,
4: You're eating instead of...
1: Look at it this way. Majority, if you look at the side effects of majority of sleeping aids, you know what the side effect is? Anxiety and restlessness. So... I'm taking a medication to help me sleep. But, but I'm having anxiety. But the yeah. side effect is anxiety and <laughs> oh restlessness. How how oh. counterproductive is that? And I, wh- I feel
4: bad for our elderly population because a lot of times one side effect is uh, covered uh, or used another medicine to cover the other side effect. And especially the ones that are in, in skilled nursing facilities, these poor patients are immobile. They don't know what's happening, and they're taking, they're eating their medicines, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh. I feel bad because they want those patients not complaining, sedated. Yes. And um, I don't know what kind of quality Compliance. of life is Look, that. I, this
2: is this is this sounds <laughs> funny, but it's sad at the same Let's time. Let's
4: talk about something positive. Yeah. on, <laughs>
2: right, let me. I'm just
0: more shocked about what I just read. Anna Topayan said we should just not t- talk about this and just trust our doctors. That's not the way it works. Who, who said that? I here's my thing. I, I question everything. Why? Oh, everything. okay. I see
1: Why? the I see the sarcasm now that I read Yeah. It.
2: But it's it's funny that you, we talk about, you know, taking this medication for that, this for that. And in our in our culture, especially with our grandparents and uh, elder generation. It's like they hand their medication to their friends saying, yeah. I took it, this felt, you just made me feel better. Why don't you take it Why as don't well? You take it, and all of a sudden him. it just
1: screws up their neighbor or, <laughs> or their Take
0: the medicine. <laughs> 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 they pull out these two bags it's full of like prescription medicine. I
4: think it's kind of a cultural, I don't want to say trade, but yes. Um, we try to share <laughs> yeah. with. Ever seen. They well, don't finish Arganians, their antibiotics. We they, have like they, okay. I haven't finished this. They pass medicine. out.
2: <laughs> they pass Why out Advan
1: like it's nothing.
2: <laughs> they don't finish their antibiotics. They pour it onto the <laughs> other one that they didn't finish, <laughs> and they'll cap it off. But it's in like a what was that medication? Prednisone. What is it called? They, they'll put it in a bottle of that. And they'll hand it off to the neighbor.
3: Oh, no, it's geez. sad. But I
4: I always say more medicines. You're absolutely right. More medicines does not ever mean better care and yes medicines are helpful in certain situations but we cannot just let this you know over medicated I don't know situation well where people are trusting just one opinion okay if I have a disease state that I have to take care of I need to see a doctor I'll I'll see another doctor I'll read upon I'll ask questions Um, medicines are useful but food and our lifestyle is the biggest impact on our health and our longevity. We need to realize that what we eat can be medicine. What we eat can be can kill us. So food can heal us and food can make us ill. Um, a lot of times, um, I see people who really um, do not approach food as um, as a healing, you know, way, but they approach food as comfort. And that's where we want to find out what is it missing in, you know, their life, like sp- whatever, like spiritual health, social life that they're covering with overeating. They're covering with foods that are unhealthy, but it's, you know what? They're sweet. And Yeah,
1: p- part of it, part of it is that. But then part of it is what you discussed earlier is when you eat the Cheetos and the Doritos and the Oreos, they have the, the specific – these things are designed – to cause addiction, hundred percent. Okay, Absolutely how, how is agree. it that somebody can sit down, eat a bag of Doritos, no problem in one sitting, but if you give them a bag of kale chips or let's say bra seaweed, uh, 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 seaweed, you can't eat a whole bag, but yet the Doritos or the other ones, exactly, lace or whatever it is, you you can eat a bag, yeah, because it, the the chemicals in it completely shut down your Ability to
2: digest it.
1: No, your 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 brains. You know how you mentioned Our the. Uh, it takes twenty minutes to exactly. relax. like that. It really? shuts it down. No. It shuts it down where you just you eat it and you're like, oh man, this is like. So you're basically full at one point, but your brain is not yeah. reacting you're, to your it. Your brain bec- because it's like doing drugs literally it's equivalent sure, it, to doing drugs I, mean, I think it's that it's, it's sugar the content man it's not just sugar up, but it's the combination, the combination of all the crap we, they have in there exactly. that you can't pronounce that's what it is
4: there's a book called sugar salt and fat and it shows how the, the industry is already running on this for decades right uh-huh. they know something it works there's a variety of I don't know, Doritos or whatever it is. I don't know the names. There's more and more varieties yeah. coming up, and people buy it. So it's working. Yeah. So why breaking and giving healthier options? Seriously. Or if you say baked
0: uh, laze. Yeah. Antibiotics, that's another thing. What antibiotics works with what human body is that something the genome test would help with?
4: Genome test may, but antibiotics no. uh, don't antibiotics seem to be. Different. I would say here's what I would say with antibiotics: it's not more of such as genome genomic predisposition; it's more of drug resistance, which is another huge, huge topic which that comes we can from discuss. Overuse
0: of antibiotics,
4: overuse and improper use of antibiotics. That's a hu- bigger Issue and at the moment, um, healthcare I don't want to say medical society has an issue that if this is the strongest antibiotic that we have on the market, and if God forbid there's a bug that comes that's resistant to the strongest one, we're doomed. Uh, We have the danger um, that's caused by, I don't know, improper use um, or smart bacteria. Let's say people take let's let's imagine z right every single respiratory infection is treated with z i used to work in many cvs's before i moved to ambulatory care clinic i was dispensing z in flu season every single patient i one day i was like i'm just gonna throw it at all of these people z ZPAC. z-pack azitromycin uh 34 35 of uh, times it's already useless And it comes to also another group of antibiotics. So how do you determine
1: if Z-Pak is good for respiratory infection?
4: Empiric. They don't determine right away. They just cover. Doctors want to cover themselves. And they say, hey, if this has worked with similar symptoms, sorry. Similar symptoms with 100 other patients, let me... Because I don't have time for culture and sensitivity, right? I don't have five days to decide if this patient is sensitive to Z-Pak or no. So just prescribe it. Let me prescribe it (sighs) and we'll wait for results. And then three days later, they call us and they say, can you please change it? It's this one now.
1: I guess Anna was not being sarcastic. (laughs) She says, when your computer has a virus, do you trust the experts? If my computer has a virus, worst case scenario, I'll buy a new computer.
0: You Can't do that with your health. Are I you promise gonna, you.
1: Are you gonna buy a new
0: you, or are you gonna buy? A Stop new going to sites you're not supposed oh, to. Oh, how going much out? are those new pancreases <laughs> we're talking about?
4: Artificial pancreas. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, this goes back, like, Okay. Discussion. <laughs> that's a good question, man. Discussion doesn't mean we're criticizing the entire. No,
1: no, no, no. No, no. John. Practice. John K thinks listening to podcasters for medical advice is a, uh, is equivalent to pretty much killing yourself. But I remember uh, a. Uh, very well-known doctor that's been advising the world the last couple of years that's <laughs> killed a few million people but not to mention any names or anything. I mean, I don't, how many people has the why nuts wise nuts kills with their uh, medical advice?
2: He, we should we should send them some of the text messages that we get from people that have actually said, hey, you saved my life. Th- thanks ah, for, thanks for, God. thanks for your help.
1: Oh, John K.
2: And again, it was just, it, it's, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, we can't share it because of HIPAA but,
0: yeah, yeah. we can't. And yeah. we're not medical experts here yeah, no. or financial no, no, it's, advisors.
4: It's well, she is. We're, we're not. She's we not. Should say, like, we're not yeah. I should probably start putting on my social media accounts not a medical advice. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's my well, opinion. John was
2: late. John, she's a doctor. <laughs> well.
0: just like your lawyer she's a doctor
4: i do appreciate both uh parts both directions of medicine western and eastern and they should work hand in hand no one said that they should work separately and eastern medicine doesn't work western is the best no there's no such thing it's doctors have to understand that nowadays at this day and age we need to incorporate other measures in patient care. care. It's not only medicine. And it comes from a, f- a pharmacist who is trained to practice medicine and disease states and medications. But I clearly see in my uh, practice nowadays, it's not working. we got to do something else. we got to start practicing let's different. Test,
1: let's test Anna's experience real quick. Anna, I don't know if you have kids or not, but, or if you when you were a child. We've all had an ear infection. When you go to your pediatrician, what's the first thing your pediatrician prescribes for ear infection? Well, so let's see what she says. we're wait for her answer now? Oh no, we'll see what she says, and then we'll follow up on it.
2: Now, this all goes back to basically, which is something that we'd like to touch base on as far as, like, the gut health. Now, obviously, you know, people want that restart button. Is there a way to actually cleanse the gut to kind of give yourself that restart button as far as, okay, you know what, I've done a cleanse, I want to eat healthy, I want to start, you know, making sure I, I whatever is going into my stomach, into my body is healthy for me instead of all the crap that's been stuffed in me for the past 30 plus years. <laughs> Look, stuffed there's there's variety of tests
4: <laughs> and approaches, <laughs> but what I always say is that you don't have to really make 10 things changed about your life, start elimination diet. Eliminate the triggers at least that are for you are a trigger. Sugar, you know, processed food. Eliminate one at a time. Don't change your life 180 degrees tomorrow and elimination diet works wonders. You don't need to be a specialist to understand that sugar causes inflammation. Sugar is inflammatory. It's Killing, you know, your your health. And it's doing it very, very, very slow and throughout years. So there's a lot of cleanses. But cleanses are just, what, short-term solution. It's, so we when have you to, talk about cleanse... We have to change how we approach our food. Gut is this cleanse, good for
0: me? When you talk about gut cleanse, like, besides the old-school way, what type of drugs is there that people Everything, use? Everything, again, or it's natural? Or very...
4: Whatnot? Personalized. Some people are smokers. Some people are obese. Some people have—it's called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is never discussed in any doctor's office because they don't like to go and you know order tests that are specifically checking to see if your bacteria, if your gut is filled with bacterial overgrowth or fungi. That's, How do you check all this? There's a variety of tests that are not done in conventional um, doctor's, doctor's offices. offices. Those are very, I would say, detailed, more expensive tests. And there's a term we also try to use, which is not really used in traditional medicine, called leaky gut. Yes. So when your gut uh, lining is so permeable to um, tear. Yeah, toxins, Disgusting to say it But like They kind of like Escape the lining And start traveling In your body And causing Variety of um, You know Side effects Not side effects But just Variety of symptoms Leaky gut
1: is an autoimmune disease Celiac is another name for it Yeah
4: It's There's so many things You can do to improve your health Without medications And it's It's really about How about you Start reading And educating yourself About how to eat nutritious healthy and food that's clean uh, we try not using it but i like using the the term clean food a lot because that's how i can explain to people can you just start cooking you know at home so you can actually see what you're preparing or try to let's say you're trying to eat clean don't buy salad dressings make your own salad yeah. dressings you know what the heck well, they're putting in those with dressings. Pickles.
1: Why, why is it called fast food <laughs> I mean, when you go to drive, because it ain't good for you, bro. Because it's fast, convenient, yeah. right?
0: It doesn't mean it's good for you. See, except you can when you go to In and Out, it's all good a- for you. You should a- enjoy. And I just proved
1: my point. She said antibiotics. Wrong. That's exactly what your pediatrician is going to prescribe. And yes, I I know in Armenia they used to put garlic oil in. they would sm- you know blow smoke in your ear and all this other stuff, but
4: voodoo. <laughs> Put a, in, in put a piece of garlic in put uh, a piece
2: of garlic in in a cup of vodka and just put it beside yeah. your bed. It'll clean the whole room. It's
1: like, but antibiotic is the worst thing you can do for an ear infection because what it's going to do is it's going to destroy your gut, and then as a kid, and then that because your gut is destroyed, you're going to get another infection, and then that ear infection is going to lead to another antibiotic, and you you you're in this cycle, and then you go back to your pediatrician. The pediatrician says tells the parents, um, it looks like we need to remove the tonsils or your child has enlarged adenoids. We need to do surgery. Or we'll test another antibiotic, then steroids combined this time. If it doesn't work, we're going to have to remove it.
2: And this is all to a
4: child. I I have to tell you interesting thing. Is that how it works? My dad was a dentist, as I think I mentioned to you guys, and he was a huge proponent. He never prescribed antibiotics after any procedure he did. And everyone was like, what is this doctor doing? He just tells me to gargle with.
0: Is hearing everything I'm hearing.
2: Is that outside? Is it outside? I think it's outside,
0: yeah. Probably
4: outside. Sorry.
2: Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. I
0: heard it first, but I didn't want to make a big scene about it. <laughs> yeah, it's outside. It is. All right,
4: let's go. Sorry. So everyone here, after any kind of dental procedure, they're given antibiotics. I'm like, okay, well... I guess this is the you know practice here he was a huge proponent of never removing tonsils to for anyone yes. he never let us you remove, never remove yes.
1: anything that's god given
4: and he was like that's imagine it, you're walking into Wowie. your house right do you have a doormat you clean your shoes you walk into your house those are your tonsils everything that ends the up there yes so a lot of my you know, school friends, everything, were like, my tonsils are removed. I'm like, we never were <laughs> even allowed to even think of, like, oh, you have tonsillitis, we should remove them. Never. So um, I guess, I don't know, old school, but um, I don't see a lot of that happening here, too. So but wait,
2: how- you're, saying, you're saying don't remove anything God-given? Yes. What about when someone has appendicitis? That's different. Well, it's God. Given. Well,
1: again, because when you once <laughs> you have given. hold on, once yeah. you have somebody that, somebody has gallstones, there's major gallstones, their well, gallbladders removed. Once you have that, you've already allowed it to get to get to the point where well, I get it. But yes. I mean, there's
2: certain procedures that need same to thing be, with need your need appendix. To, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. There's certain things that need to
1: be done to save your life as well. That's different because you've already you because you've ignored all the signs for many years. Those things don't happen overnight. No, you're right. Okay, when, your bo-
2: when your body, when something starts to hurt in your body, that's your body screaming, I mean... Yes, and it's me. been
1: hurting for many years. You've gone to the doctor, and all the doctors probably given you Antibiotics. Antibiotics. And st- I'm not kidding you. No, that, I know, that's I all know. they do. That's why I'm laughing. That's so, why I'm laughing. So that, that just inflates the problem to the point where you have to have it removed surgically. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's the solution. It just means now you're saving your There's life. Nothing. And yes, if you have sepsis, you need antibiotics. You're not going to... Take vitamin C and zinc. Well,
2: the problem is, is a lot of people (laughs) that take the antibiotics, they don't go and take the probiotics after. Or during, you have to take it. Or even during, whatever it is. It's as simple as literally buying a bottle of And Gentlemen, (laughs)
0: gentlemen, gentlemen. gentlemen. good. Let's hear the doctor. We got a question for you. Uh, What are your... Can you say a few things regarding... Multiple sclerosis. I cannot. MS. Multiple sclerosis. I can yes. never say,
1: it. say uh, MS. Just <laughs> say a word, so don't say more than a word. A few words. One okay. word. Say a
4: word. Let's not One go word. there. Debilitating disease. I don't want to even talk about... There's um, a sad situation happening. I see a lot of younger patients. The numbers Diagnose, are going up. Yes.
1: Why, though?
4: We're... Let's not even go there to understand what's causing it. It could be that a lot of, okay, here's what I've been observing it's okay, if your nutrition is poor, your lifestyle is awful, you don't get enough sleep, anything that's weak in your body, there's a weak link that may, you know, (laughs) appear, I don't know, at some point in your life. But I've seen cases going up I don't want to I'm not a specialist I don't know much about The origin or The progress or prognosis Or even predisposition of the disease But I I, I just see numbers I just see the younger patients MS female.
0: and the other one I see With uh, more kids are having uh, Autism. Alt- Autism Autism. Those two is just getting Like 20 years ago You would have barely hear about ms and there was very little bit of autism but now those two are
2: out of control but do you think autism is kind of blown out of proportion like even like the slightest Um, like the slightest hint of a
4: a, am again i'm not a specialist but all i know is it's a spectrum right it's a spectrum disorder some are here some are there there's functioning autistic people that have been we never diagnosed them we had years ago when we lived in other countries we had classmates that did not excel excel yeah. the same way we did no one gave them everything has a name but here. but
0: eventually they would catch up even though they might have been slower exactly so, like maybe by like a few years later they would catch up that's just you don't put someone on medication just because they're a little slower today
4: and everything here has a term Every single behavioral disorder or kind of like, I don't know, learning yeah, disorder the H- has a
2: ADHD's, the ADDs, autism, op-
4: oppositional defiant disorder. What? ODD? Because child talks back. Oppositional defiant disorder. Oh, I, I
2: haven't even heard of that one.
4: I was struck to read, like when I was learning, and then there's medications they give to, oh, impulsive child. They're talking back in class. Okay. Or ADHD.
0: No.
4: Right. There's the things that we once you it's it's very funny but when they let's say you're studying something right if you want to find something you'll find something if you want to find result, you'll find result um i see many cases it all has to do with i guess i don't know environment a lot of women are giving birth after their 30s now and i don't want to say it but maybe i don't know Res- risks are higher. I'm not sure if I'm right, but I do see a lot of uh, women having firstborn child after their 30s where, uh, I don't know. So it, it has c- nothing to do with the
1: pediatricians, what they encourage the parents <laughs> to do?
4: <Max. laughs> the V, which is not, we're not going to talk about. That.
1: We will not
0: talk about <gasps>
1: yeah. Mm M- M- is going to explain to us how appendicitis works because he he, he or she says it happens overnight. But um,
0: we'll, we'll wait for the explanation. Well,
2: I I I hate it when people say that it happens overnight. Nothing
0: happens overnight. Well, here, you no, know, some things do happen overnight. Well, they're probably you know babies are created overnight, bro.
1: They're probably referring to e- an example. I'm just saying an example would be like an E. coli that could potentially cause that. But could
4: be that like e- exacerbation or e- like I don't know. Something. Yeah,
1: but. You can drive your car and, you know, get get (laughs) side-swamped. (laughs) That could happen overnight. (laughs) And you could blow your appendix. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, yeah.
2: Um, Uh, Do we have any questions from... uh, Because we have a lot of comments. And uh, I know we're not going to be able to get to every single person's question. But do we have any other major questions we what wanted.
0: role do you see salt play i mean salt salt now a lot of people have been pushing oh stop eating salt stop eating salt i've always loved eating salt now i'm not saying i'm healthy everyone knows i'm not the healthiest person here but what's your take on salt intake of human beings
4: <sighs> okay i say first of all it's I, I'm a proponent of moderation. I never say... Because you can't really not eat salt because salt regulates so many things in your body. First of all, hydration, many other you know biochemical processes. But you cannot just say completely eliminate salt and, and that's the key to your health. Never. We do say moderate. We do say for hypertensive patients, do less than 1,500 milligrams of salt a day. If you have heart failure, you have to avoid... Um, You know, sodium, but if you're a healthy person, you're hydrating enough, you don't have tendency to have high blood pressure, you don't overeat. Sometimes the the thing with salt is we don't know how much we add, right, when we cook or how much is in there already when we buy. Um, My son was telling me the other day, can you get me ramen noodles? I I don't know. I'm craving it. I said, okay, come here. Let's look at this. Let's look at how many grams of salt in here, how how much fat and he's like, "Well, you're 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 so healthy, mom. Let me just be a normal kid." I said, "I'm not telling you not to eat ramen noodles at the moment, but I want you to educate yourself so you read labels." So, a little bit of salt on Whatever vegetables or your cooking is but fine, but, but over. Doesn't
1: the type of salt matter? I mean, exactly. Whether you're using so when you're Himalayan making got at home,
0: or like Levik said, <sighs> what kind of salt? You have to.
1: You put a little bit of pink Himalayan salt, <laughs> like many. Do you, do you cook with Himalayan? Uh, yeah. Do you season everything with Himalayan? Yeah. I,
2: Do you?
4: I I, I, no. I eat. I don't season, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah. The I, ones
4: that you mentioned, salt the Himalayan, they come with other minerals. They're very rich in yeah. other minerals yeah. as well, besides sodium. So, kind of like, keep, it matters. Keep, keep <laughs> in mind,
1: actually, I know some smart ass is going to make a comment about this, but. Is you guys, smartass, you, smartest you can, John? No, there's a few oh. PhDs and MDs we have uh, commenting, oh, okay. but. You can survive without food for many, many weeks. No water. You can survive without water for many, many days. You know what you cannot survive without?
0: M- most likely air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's no. one of
2: the PhDs and MDs right here. <laughs> no, sitting
1: next. Gar- 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 <laughs> survived the whole
0: Super Bowl. So well, he's <laughs> the next Olympic swimmer, okay? We're going to get Bro, he's 100 meters, 200 still- meters, 400 meters, 800 meters. This guy's going to be a champion one day. Hey, say what you got to say. I, I got to
2: say a Garcetti joke before we end the show. Go ahead, ahead.
1: No. One of the few things you cannot survive for more than about eight minutes or so is ah, sodium. Oh, sodium. If your body didn't have sodium, you would die in minutes.
3: Oh,
1: wow. Some,
4: one of my friends was telling me this is not that... But wait, guys, what do I know? I
1: mean, I'm just drinking Zen water here.
4: She was telling me that.
0: (laughs) I drink tap water. Thank you very
1: much. The
4: Israeli army has, let's say, the soldiers are given food, right? Uh Rationed. I don't know. Yeah. And every portion of their food has pickles in it. I don't Mm, know. salty food. So they kind of like go for water.
0: Replacing your salad with dressing. No. Replace it with pickles. I I
4: only said that I heard (laughs) someone saying (laughs) not that it's true
1: <laughs> it's it's the, no the pickle juice what it has is <laughs> it has a ton of electrolytes exactly okay So, so some people like john k cannot survive without alcohol for eight minutes so i mean <laughs> everybody's body's unique guys don't take this as medical advice
4: again this was a discussion not
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: medical yeah. advice yeah
2: basically so some of us have cereal with milk some of us have it with vodka i mean just it all depends it all on preference, depends but yeah, uh, it's, it, it's funny. You said Garcetti. It, it was, I mean, we're, we're going to end it on this, but one of our previous guests had taken a photo uh, with Mayor Garcetti and they said, uh, with the Honorable Mayor Garcetti on his last days as mayor. And they had a photo op with them and I commented, I said, was he holding his breath? <laughs> My comment was deleted five times. <laughs> what yeah i kept posting and you kept it, posting the same comment deleted posted deleted, deleted, yeah it. yeah i was like you know what this has to stay people have to see this but, did it actually eh? stay no no no, no <laughs> it's, it's still deleted it's still deleted <laughs> but it is what it is i
1: am i am wrote almonds we can't survive with that for a minute i read Armonds. i'm like damn i didn't know i was to was... see what one letter one it.
0: famous guy nowadays my can i be a friend please no, I don't so have... now somebody ah. will diagnose
2: you with dyslexia you can't read the l no you can't say the difference between <laughs> l and r no that's a new
0: one you got to go get checked out for that one oh, yeah Jesus. they'll
1: probably give me medications that have seven side effects and i'll need six other <laughs> medications to tackle the others
4: <laughs> i always say uh, okay the, the longest commercial i've seen as a consumer and as a pharmacist you can you guys can google chantix 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 is a smoking cessation aid. It has a side effect list of like five, ten minutes. They're warning you about all the side effects that can happen. It's a wonderful medicine to quit smoking, but the side effect list is so scary and so long. I think the commercial is about seven, eight minutes long. Just seventy percent effects. of it with the side effects. But remember, profile. years
1: ago they didn't.
4: They uh, have to disclose, disclose all of
1: those side effects. John K, uh, addressing your comment earlier, nothing on my body has been removed, not even the comment you made, and you should know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there's actual Chantix meme commercials. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're they're long, they're very long, they're very very long. But yeah, well we'll we'll put yeah.
0: it. I've tried those uh, patches for quitting. Doesn't it makes work. Makes
1: you feel like shit, dude. It makes you nauseous. Yeah, and it all. does. I can't do it. Can't sleep Plus, you're yourself. not a quitter, bro. Why, yeah, would you?
0: why wouldn't yeah. you quit sometimes? So
1: <laughs> What's wrong with <laughs> people? Why, why did you b- decide to become a pharmacist knowing that it's so colluded and there's so much... And this is with medicine. And, you know, like... Because you're, you're ultimately dealing with these you know, pharmaceutical companies that pretty much push their agenda however they want. Um... Coming from, from a background where you mentioned earlier, you have a lot of physicians in your family, your, your father was a dentist who doesn't believe in antibiotics. That's actually one way to learn about whether this doctor a, a physician is right for you or not. You should ask them their philosophy on antibiotics. Like, when do you prescribe antibiotics? That will tell you a lot about their philosophy. So, well, why I was did
4: surprised. You? Well, my dad passed away 10 years ago. He was uh, he was a diabetic. He passed mm-hmm. away from complications. He was a dentist, and I wanted to go to dental school. I wanted to become a dentist, and he said, no, mm-mm. It's not a profession for a woman. It's filled with hours and hours of work where you're going to have back pain. You're, this is not a work life balance well in Armenian I guess society he didn't feel like and then back then if you remember parents were really in charge of your right education deciding what do you want to do after yeah. school so he said go to pharmacy this is a profession where you can have family and work and i guess recession make the moola recession proof perfect one of them but i feel like um i always knew that i won't be the traditional pharmacist who just prescribes, prescribe, medicine prescribe, yes, prescribe. and just has nothing to do with what happens you know, before or after medicines and that's how I feel like this is the greatest times that I'm leaving actually I can help people other ways, non-traditional ways but I feel we have choices, we have choices even here when I see a lot of pharmacists graduating school they do not choose the traditional path they um and again pharmaceutical industry is helpful, but every um we can't just say that every aspect of it cannot be how do I explain it? We can just trust every information or every trial that's given to us. As a clinical pharmacist, I read trials, I understand how they Recruited those patients, what did they detect? Whether that's a significant uh, difference they found this compared to placebo, is this really a good medicine? When you hear the reps or their MSLs, which are medical science liaisons who give you the good information, of course they're advertising their medications, right? Their work for the company. But as a pharmacist, you critically review each article and say oh this is a new drug that came out on the market for diabetes a new injectable it reduces cardiovascular risk okay so what's the percentage compared to what and whether that risk is significant enough for me to try this 800 dollar medicine you know for a patient um there's good and bad and I believe that you can utilize your profession to help people in a meaningful way not only by just like oh you know what I'm licensed in the state of California I'm just going to give out you know the tablets and consult you how to take it you can do more you can actually be the reason or the person who will tell the doctor hey doctor let's incorporate I don't know, mindfulness in your practice or, or health coaching in your practice, maybe your patients will benefit more. Maybe if you talk to them in groups and say, you know, and a lot of times I see health insurance companies, why don't they motivate patients to do better? They can motivate or incentivize patients saying, if your A1C is lower this month, your blood pressure, pressure is in goal, you're losing weight. You're diabetes patient. You're gonna pay less. The incentive, like there's, I don't see that happening here. People, Why would it people happen People are not where? motivated to make it. I know, but well, they're less, we less money. We both know what you're right? talking
0: about does not make <laughs> sense to them. They want people to be sick.
1: They, they want will, those they medications to sell. spend less money sell. on
4: those patients. don't they want to spend well, less? Well, money? there
1: was there was years ago conversation about incentivizing physicians who are salaried to get bonuses based on the health improvement of their patients.
0: How did that go? I I
1: haven't heard much about it. Again, Medicare
4: now is... It's not fee-for-service anymore. It's pay-for-performance. So doctors are actually paid if their patients are doing better. So let's see where that is going to go. But I feel like um, our patients have to... Have some. We're humans, right? If you tell me that in 10 years you're going to have kidney failure because you have diabetes, I don't live in 10 years from now. I don't see my kidneys. I don't know what you're talking about, but if you show me that kidney or you say, hey, you're going to end up in dialysis clinic in 10 years if you don't make those changes, maybe that will work. I don't know. I think we're humans. The way we think is that if I don't see it,
1: well, how do you? It doesn't s- exist. How do you see it? Like,
4: well, you well you can go visit dialysis clinics. Say, hey, no, your no, you kidneys can't. are failing.
1: You can't. How?
4: Meaning, show them like this is what's going to happen to you. Well,
1: that's the. I mean, yeah, you can disclose certain things without disclosing the patient information, but. Uh,
2: how often is that done? Yeah,
4: or or do you know the side effect or the after effects of? People go to three-hour dialysis sessions. What happens to them? You know.
1: I, I think I think when it, it, the, the more the doctors discuss, the more can of worms they think it's going to open up, which means the patients can ask more relevant and intelligent questions, which is going to lead them into a rabbit hole. And so they're like, you have diabetes, take metformin. <laughs> it's not working, <laughs> we increase it. It's not working, don't worry. Take, three take prednisone. Prednisone good for your bones. It will help... That That's the process I mean
0: Well for them That process is easier Than a- answering mm-hmm. questions then. Yeah. My thing is With doctors Number one thing All doctors If they would just Take 10 minutes And talk to their patients They don't have 10 minutes 10 minutes
1: But part of the problem is But they is, don't
0: get Someone to listen to them Because they don't no, Talk to the pro- patient but Part
1: of the problem is That if they spend 10 minutes with you They have to spend 40 m- 45 minutes charting They can't it the charting is so freaking ridiculous. It's it's unbelievable.
4: Every fifteen minutes of visit is two hours of like or an hour of charting. Are you serious?
1: W- why do they need to spend that time with you? The amount of charting—it's like you're not a doctor, bro. You're just a data entry guy. That's all you are these days. You're not a doctor.
0: That's why I gave up my degree, bro. So <laughs> doctor, um, bro. I dropped out of medical school. Where is the diploma? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am, I know you said almonds, not armon, but we have selective (laughs) hearing. And (laughs) uh, Sevak was asking your thoughts on CBD. Mixed. You love it.
4: Okay, I feel interesting about it, and I don't want to criticize it because I know that it helps with so many things, but anything that I cannot control, and I don't know the exact dose for the specific patient, or I don't know how can I...
1: How can you not control it? We're not talking about smoking a joint. I know. They're two I know, different I things. Know, yeah. I know, THC I know. and CBD <laughs> I are two. No, no, no. no, no, know, no. THC, you, uh, the oils are all controlled. Well, I'm talking about um, the, the way you intake it. You can't control the smoke, but you can control Yeah, the Yeah, oil the oils and the droplets. And the and the uh, um, Like there was a guy
2: with uh, Parkinson's. Which one? There's a video on it where he had there's Parkinson's. There's already
4: approved medication actually for pediatric um, epilepsy that contains. Well, there the, you go. Yeah, yeah, so it's available. With CBD, I just feel like there's. It's like the new, sna- I, the new snake oil kind of mm. a thing. Everything is just. I I do see a lot of companies. I don't know who to trust. Well,
1: well, the snake it's oil. It's not
4: regulated. The, I don't like that.
1: The snake oil is the fact that everybody's trying to make a penny out of it, right? But the fact that CBD itself is not snake oil because it's...
4: Reputation of like, oh, cures everything.
1: Well, no, no. It doesn't cure everything. What it does is it probably has the highest anti-inflammatory. It's the highest anti-inflammatory plant out there. And it's a natural plant. you got to keep in mind, right? I
4: have a lot of people who swear like migraine patients or patients with fibromyalgia or people who have chronic pain, uh, unknown origin chronic pain they swear by
2: it i'm telling you that I got, have that a man there was a video of the man with yeah. parkinsons bro a little drop and they said it. put two drops under underneath called your tongue simpson
0: oil bro that the one you're talking about is, is called that, simpson that's, oil that's what it's called that's pretty much extract of thc higher well count
2: it's of THC. A, it's, a, it's it's the uh, same, well, same thing. thing it's
3: thc but cbd
1: it's, uh, yeah but simpson oil you're if you're dealing with cancer you're supposed to take it rectally uh,
3: right
0: yeah yeah but the, it, Simpson oil actually, it's the tar oil leftover. Let's say they the process of getting Simpson oil. It takes a lot of marijuana to get a few it, grams. It's of highly tar. concentrated. It looks like tar, and it's extremely. Well, concentrated. Let's remember, right? But it's still right? the it same
1: plant. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. that's what we're clarifying. It's still the same plants. It's not yes. Simpson plant.
0: You're getting the cannabinoids all concentrated into one drop, and one yeah. drop will. Numb your body. I mean, let's just go back
4: not even 1900 years ago. Most of the medicines that are scheduled twos now and are highly controlled list were freely sold in pharmacies in the United States, across the you know, the country, this country, other countries. Regulations came later, right? Um, so who knows in 50 years or 30 years, this will not be the the thing that cured like the innovation that will be like why didn't we have this right so with CBD I'd like to learn more because I do not recommend it I don't use it with anyone but all I hear is
0: positive positive
4: positive uh, with variety of disease that's what I'm thinking if this works for so many disease states
0: early 1900s what is the when we had doctors visiting home? they had their case that was their number one go to cbd oil and the great part of it is you can't od you cannot od
4: that is there's
0: no negative what's to the side effects no no side I'd effects like to oh learn oh more sorry
2: more sleep mm. cotton mouth and you wake up with a how hunger for taco bell there's
4: dependence cbd
0: no thc does THC have yes. dependence yes yeah. but cbd, CBD there's no dependence on it you
1: Purity uh, look, or
4: who's making it? You know, with Those all, are all the respect, great you
1: can't be a pharmacist and be concerned about CBD. That's like that's like. Um, Don't come. <laughs> up, <I laughs> Make
0: sure to. you come up with something smart. <laughs> all, yeah. th- you
1: have a smart-ass no, ass remark. Come up with no smart. because 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 we talked about prednisone for example. If if you're willing to distribute prednisone.
0: There's abs- you have zero reason to th- no, th- even I, I'd think I'd like about CBD. More. Maybe if I'd you like would meet Ray, like if you it. were to ever meet Ray and talk to Ray about what he does mm-hmm. and how he uses CBD to help a lot of people, it and would you change know, your mind about what he's exactly. doing. Exactly, you know? and
4: it helps them use less chemically synthesized medicines. Yeah. Why not? But uh, again, before I speak or endorse it, I would like to be sure that I'm... Not misleading. To no, no, no. Of course, of course.
1: No, no, no. Just, just look into it because, and if you find a side effect,
4: I have someone who has them, chronic migraines and they're swearing by it. It's I not just migraines. I have a, it's I've it's had more a variety yeah. of. I've, I've yes.
1: used it for many, 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 many patients over the years for different things, from, from increasing their appetite to depression to stress, stress anxiety, stress, to big cancer, time. pain, to you name it. I've used it with patients over the years. And and these are these are not thirty year old patients. They're older right, yeah. elderly and not a single side effect.
2: And I think it's getting to the point where everything is moving towards um C B D and THC fairly quickly where you never know, maybe in the next I don't know, call it five years it becomes regulated to the point where
4: I hope it does, but um, we don't know. FDA, if it becomes, if it replaces so many medicines, who knows? No profitability.
0: <laughs> There's no profitability. In this it's just not going to well, happen. Well,
4: exactly. If this, if let's say it replaces a whole industry of disease that not has happening. tons of medication they could put, right? And CBD helps. I am Why should it be? <laughs> I
1: am. Can you share one article of somebody smoking themselves to death, please?
2: Hold on. She said there's somebody, or he said somebody OD'd?
1: Um, yeah, smoking CBD. Because oh, please. The, the only way I, I would possibly maybe smoking think you're right CBD? is ingesting it. If if you did edibles, because edibles, you can't control it. It goes through your liver. Even, so
0: that, even that, you're not going to die. Hima, from let's it.
1: say somebody made a huge marijuana cake and they ate the whole cake.
0: I got you, but still, you're not going to die from it. I've it, it, never heard of anybody, or
2: seen or read anything about somebody oding from THC or CBD. I haven't either.
0: But it's you know what we're not doctors. I'm sure this there's is just
1: one or two or five out there in the world out of but let's compare eight it to people.
0: let's compare it to Western medicine. It's like opioid
2: I mean, look, or go or I don't know. go smoke a bunch of weed. You'll see. You're gonna fall asleep. You're gonna wake up with a and you they ain't fighting, a, fighting nobody. Yeah, I you, and you're yeah. gonna go, you're gonna drive straight to Taco Bell. You're gonna grab yourself a Crunchwrap. <laughs> And you're going to say thank you at the end of and the And you're going to say, tribe. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But uh, anything well, else no before expert. we call it a night?
1: Some of you need to do a lot more than CBD from, from the comments <laughs> I'm reading. Predazone. And if, and if we didn't have a woman on the show, I would,
3: yeah. I would share my thoughts. See, th- I bit. think
2: this is one of those episodes where we don't have to put an E next to the episode so <laughs> the kids could watch it now. There, there you go.
3: Yeah. Uh, we did We did
0: pretty well today Thanks guys. to me huh? yeah. What would you think? Was Annie, this your first you podcast? Very good. very good Ani, I think you helped the three of us uh, Not cuss as much today too We were gentlemen I didn't
1: Clean see show.
4: Clean,
0: Clean show yeah. <laughs> This <laughs> is the only episode where They can't even take but it down But
4: you had other female hosts I'd like to know what happened during their show
2: Well, it <laughs> depends on who it depends is Depends on who it is Yeah, it depends on who it is But it's funny she, When we were going back and forth talking she was like is there any questions or thing i was like it's not an interview yeah so this is a straight up station it. yeah it's straight up conversation and when you first start it feels kind of eh but then as, as soon as you go on you forget you have the headphones on you forget this conversation going uh that's the one thing we love about what we do no
1: cussing no drinking yeah look at this i feel like Jehovah's witness
2: <laughs> you're not <laughs> well you can't celebrate anything
4: no celebrate
2: no that, celebration was that that's was that not me cool. cussing? Or? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you just attacked a few people's religion. And it's just not uh-huh. acceptable. Looks like this episode is
2: gonna get taken down just because of your last few words, yeah. bro. John, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday. Thank Let's you guys. We're, we'll exactly. definitely have you it's back uh, to talk more about nutrition and dieting and all that stuff. Uh, it and was, maybe
1: even vaccines next time.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who, no knows? No. who knows? Who knows? You never know. Maybe it's gonna be another like more exciting topic than back. Then. It'll
0: it'll be something. This was kind of like an I ice feel like when Ani goes completely solo with her career when she's completely on her own. Maybe
1: which tells you what her stance is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, thank you. That answers some of we're your questions. You, about were, about you <laughs> were asking us to ask her about vaccines. Now you know where she stands. There yeah. you go.
2: But shout out to our fellow Heinezart, Edit Alaverdian for recommending you as well. Thank, thank you, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Edit, for that as well. Thank you, my uh, friend. Guys, today's episode will be on uh, all major platforms tomorrow: Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, the whole uh, Google uh, Podcast. Uh, if you're not following us on IG, follow us on IG. Our daily memes are up every single day. People are cracking up with those. Uh, I other love yeah other than that have a great week have a great weekend we'll see you guys next week
0: peace